Check out bmfcast.com for all our episodes and links to our social things. And for tons of bonus content, head over to patreon.com slash bmfcast. On the Bamfcast, four men, ten years, four hundred fifty-seven episodes, and zero goddamn sense. One star, you bet your ass we're in. Welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, BAMFCAST. Hey, Episode 457. Wow. Yes. What a Super monumental numbers. number. Oh, my God. 57 Magnum. <laughs> yeah. We're 100 better. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do even each and every episode of this year at BAMFCAST for 10 years is we go to we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, come in here and talk about it for the first half, and then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one of five jocks and Robot Jocks! Robot Jocks! Robot Jocks! However, hold up. Hey, there are sometimes bad bad movies, <laughs> as in Stay Away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in giant bags of trash in which they belong. Garbage! Boo. Sack them up. For ten long years, yeah. we have been sacking up Bags of movies. Yep. Now we got all that way. We can say this is our ten year anniversary show. Man. Is, oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I'll just throw that out there. You I'm know glad what? I'm here. Man. Breaking news. Yeah. Huh. I'm glad I made it. That's crazy. So, for ten years, we decided to watch four got ten. Get it? Oh, because there's, there's four, four of us, and we got <laughs> ten years. Up in this bitch. <laughs> we should be given 10 years of actual prison. For, <laughs> for, for this level of this. bad, bad mm. tie-in thing. Boy. Yeah. This is from 2015. Um, it's a straight-to-home media joint. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had some people in it that, you know, we, we like. Um, it yeah. did. It, yes. Yeah, I, I'm going to read I'm gonna read a very quick <laughs> yeah. plot summary. Go All right. Because apparently we're still doing that. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. You don't want to, but we're going to make we're you. We're doing it. Don't fuck fine. with tradition. Brian Barnes wakes up in the desert, wounded and with no memory and no idea why he's surrounded by eight bodies, a van with four million in cash, and a van full of cocaine. Hmm. There's more, but we'll talk about it. We've all had that kind of weekend. And, and yeah. also, even right there, it's fucking three million dollars. Get shit right, people. Get yep. shit right. <laughs> That's why I don't want to read these things. People are like, I don't know, I didn't really watch the movie, but I want to write about it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so not only the name, which is a bad, like, abbreviation thing mm-hmm. but works for what we're doing today yeah it had a bunch of people that we like it does first off of course Dolph Dolph Balls yeah from Red Scorpion the Punisher I come in peace showdown little Tokyo Johnny Mnemonic command performance in the name of the king package kindergarten yeah. cop 2 don't kill it altitude and also an extra black water Danny Trejo oh, 
from the hidden bulletproof maniac hop 2 mark for death guns cross and from extra reindeer games and all four spy kids movies uh-huh. and michael Perret <laughs> from streets of fire moon 44 dragon fight fucking dragon fight mm-hmm. dude and far cry yeah i forgot he was in far cry oh yeah far cry. i forgot we watched far cry he's no tull schweiger <laughs> <laughs> uh, wh- what That's was so moon true. 44 Exactly. It was from our 1990 theme year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Apparently, One of the hundred movies that we did. Wasn't Chuck it tells a, us we, uh, we, we, we vetoed off another movie and yeah, went into Moon 44. Wasn't it an Emmerich movie? Yeah, yes. it was also, Emmerich's yeah, like I think last, Malcolm McDowell was in it. Yeah, it was Emmerich's last movie before like making like Stargate and shit that you actually yeah. heard of. I honestly kind of liked it a little bit only because I remember it being like that look of all those mid, you know, 1990 era. It was grimy and yeah. spacey and yeah. Like, like any 1990 space movie, what yeah. you're thinking about is probably what Moon 44 looks I, like. I remember yep. it had a helicopter in space, and we were all questioning how that worked. I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there you go. Mm-hmm. There are other people in this movie that we have never seen before. No. Uh, Vivica Fox. Other than, yeah, Vivica Fox. Yeah. Not a Banff cast alum. But, you know. Hasn't been on the Banff cast. We haven't seen her. That's the rules. Yeah. I mean, I'm aware of who she is. Me too. Yes. I saw Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. I saw Independence Day. Yeah, Roland Emmerich. Moon <gasps> <gasps> <Win> 44. Uh, <laughs> sign up for the IMDb trivia. Follow the money. Illuminati. <laughs> Lizard people. Vivica Fox. Yeah. Yeah, it all it, it all ties back to Vivica Fox. It does. <laughs> all so. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, nobody really wants to talk about this, do they? Um. No. Well, this is... This is basically one of those late 90s Tarantino knockoff movies mm-hmm. except kind, it was made in 2015 kind of more like I mean it's it's like the plot of a, of a Tarantino knockoff movie with the ed- editing style of, of latter day Tony Scott or someone that wants to be latter day Tony yeah. Scott mixed with like a little, little Oliver Stone too. mixed yeah. with video game cutscenes mm-hmm. because the thing that we see immediately is whenever a character is introduced there's well, a, one that matters, <laughs> not, not like every yeah, single person. <laughs> no, but it's a lot of them. It's that kind of, them, yeah. of probably shouldn't matter, but it, you know, it turns it into like a uh, stylized graphic, a uh, freeze frame of the person that smashes like their nickname on the screen. Yeah, you know, Vivek A. Fox is the suit, mm-hmm. and and our main guy is Brian is the outlaw, mm-hmm. and Dolph. I I don't even remember what they called Dolph. The agent, the maybe. Agent yeah, something? it's so it's like all of them get these cutesy nicknames that I'll note. Nobody in the movie ever refers to any of them as except maybe well, uh, the, the, the kid, the, the sheriff. kid and the sheriff. Yeah. And but we come the, to we come to find out why the kid has got the little nickname of the kid. The mm-hmm. one I really didn't understand and, and I'm still trying to struggling to understand is what feels like side characters get the swooshy intro thing. And it's later in the movie, but there's a guy identified as the lawyer and mm-hmm. His wife, who's identified as the the broad, but, but spelled the, wrong. the broad, yeah. Broad. And I, well, I was wondering, is that just like we don't know how to spell broad? Or no, no, we know how to spell broad. They huh? don't. Mm. Yeah, I know. I'm, mm. I'm there was supposition. What? <laughs> on there objection? <laughs> okay, what overrule sustained? <laughs> I'm so confused. Case closed. <laughs> Mistral. Um, Third base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying was that they didn't know how to spell broad, or I is d- it me- does know. it have a meaning? Like I tried to Google it, it was like I think people were just like, you don't know how to spell broad, you fucking idiot. 
Maybe I, the commentary track will explain uh, it all. Okay. Oh, wait, no, this came out after the point where literally every movie got a commentary track. Right. Based on seeing other things misspelled in this movie. It was probably just misspelling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, anyway, not yeah. important. But yes, our main guy, Brian, <laughs> wakes up. Brian. Or first, it, it's all right. So this is also one of those movies that kind of jumps around in time a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. depending on when it feels like it. Because Brian wakes up and he's leaned up against a car, all but look, you know, looks dead, surrounded by bodies, pull it on him. And then he's like, <gasps> I'm, I'm alive and takes his shirt off. And he's like, got a really tiny bulletproof vest on. Yeah. Like, like, you know, only g- covers his chest and lungs. It's like a Oshka- area, Oshkosh Bagosh bulletproof vest. Yeah. Um, it's like an 80s half shirt. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but he got shot like just below it, like in the side, you know, mm-hmm. one of those like, ow, that stings and. That that sure bleeds a lot, but man, I can just keep going. Rub some dirt on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and also like a head wound because he fell up against like a fifty-seven Chrysler with like one of those like deadly bumper things that it had. You know. Right. Um, <laughs> well, it wasn't just enough that it was a metal bumper. They were like, "What if we put spikes on them too?" Yeah. Just to really encourage kids not to walk in yeah. front of them. And I'll note <laughs> he's played by Johnny Messner, who somehow we've never seen, despite yeah. being in like a billion of these type of movies that we probably should have seen. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> check, check him out on my IMDb. Yeah, I was going to say he's notable for his IMDb photo. Yeah, yeah, you should go see that. It's, it's one of our favorites. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, so he just kind of wakes up and you know he's like gathering himself, like checking bodies, like are they dead, kicking guns away, and like what the hell? And you know he's obviously forgotten what has happened to him because uh-huh. oh, oh yeah oh he hit his head. That's what forgot ten yeah, means. It is. I yeah. honestly. I didn't. It didn't click with me until it showed up on screen. When I saw the title card, you and I both at the same time went, "Oh, <laughs> like you like like wait." When we were planning to do this movie, you didn't realize it was the word "forgotten." No, I, I didn't th- look I up thought, anything about it. I thought oh, it was going to be some gang of four getting ten somethings. Yeah, I figured it was four dudes who were going to get ten years in prison, and yeah. they just got out, and they were going to do something crazy. Yep. I, all right. I, that's yeah. I, I mean, that's I what re- I thought it was going to be. I didn't I read anything wrong. about this. I just. I read it as forgotten, never written, stupid, never put it together. It yeah. does have an alternate title of the good, the bad and the dead. Yeah, I'm glad it's not that. That yes. fucking sucks, too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So but then it's like, OK, scramble time a little bit unless he just I don't really understand. But the cops show up very shortly thereafter. Um, the local sheriff and the kid as they're identified with their swooshy intros. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the sheriff is Michael Perret. Yeah. And he's. I can't tell if it's a time swap or if he was just like, oh, shit, the sheriff's coming because, he, he you know, he walked over there like like the plot summary said there mm-hmm. are two vans. One is filled with three million dollars worth of cocaine and the other one is filled with the three million dollars. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, well, shit, this is crazy because they show up and like unless it's a time jump. No, he he sees the uh, them yeah, coming and he and just then plays, plays back plays down dead. and plays dead again. Yeah. OK, so they they show up and they're like, holy shit, what happened here? You know, typical small town sheriff mm-hmm. bullshit things and swooshy intros. And then. He's like about to inspect uh, Brian, and then of course he wakes up and like pulls a gun on him. And oh no, I'm sorry. Well, Take, what happens? Is, yeah. Shit gets real. Yeah. They that. Find sorry, the, sorry. He finds yes. the money in the van. Yeah, and, he and talks to, to the yeah. and yeah, and talks to the kid, yeah. and is basically like, "We could take this money." And yeah. the kid's like, "Man, I got to go phone this in." And he's like, "Hold up, hold up a second. Hey, yeah." <laughs> and then he gives this whole thing about like, "Man, I've been, I'm Michael Pere. I was in Moon Forty Four. I was mm-hmm. actually in Streets of Fire as well, which is actually pretty cool." And I'm worn out. I'm done. I'm sick of. I'm sick of these streets. Yeah. yeah. Of fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sick of all the bullshit you got to put up with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then the kid's like giving him this weird look and he's like, he's like $3 million probably about in here. That could really change yeah. it. Change don't, your life. Don't you have. Uh, didn't your wife just have a kid? Yeah. Yeah. 
you couldn't you use the money I got to myself. They're about to go into college. Yeah, I got to pay for yep. books. And then like eventually, and then, and then, yeah, the and then when the like, kid doesn't kind of kind of doesn't like, go with ah, it, he's like, you're he's fucking like, with me. He's like, you? I really had you go in, didn't yeah, that yeah. kid? All right, go ahead, call it in. And he goes to call it in, and blam, Michael Prey murders him. Yep, shoots in the, the back. back. Yeah. Yep, how rude. Kid walks away and he goes, "Sorry, kid." Yeah, yeah. and I'm sorry. That's when Brian wakes up and pulls. Well, a gun he, out of then him. he walks over to Brian and is just like looking at him, and Brian swooshes up and just like, "Hey." I saw what you did to that yeah. kid. And they have a little bit of a standoff. And mm-hmm. then like, yeah, he's like, hey, let's talk about this. And he's like the way, same way you talked about with that kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then blam, yeah. blam, shoots him. And looks like he. Kills yeah. Michael and I Pare. was like, yeah. oh, well, I guess Michael Perret's not in the movie yeah. anymore. But fun little <laughs> before the credits. <laughs> yeah. Cameo from cameo Michael Perret. Um, but he's fine, actually. Yeah. And then. All right. From this point forward, we just kind of got to talk about sort of what happens because it gets real jumpy at this point. Yeah. This is where it's like jumping. This all is where it's just introducing everybody. Right. So, all right. So, Dolph is a DEA agent. He DEA agent, and he shows up um, to the scene. I, I think we see one brief scene of him somewhere else. Like he's just around. Yeah. Like he's yeah. in the area. Like all right. So, local cops are like, we can't handle it. We got to call the crime scene investigators. And I guess because of the amount of drugs, they were like, oh, we also have to call the DEA. So everyone's like doing the fight over the crime scene bullshit thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolph, of course, shows up. I mean. They roll up in their Porsche. Yeah, they have like a Porsche Porsche SUV. Yeah, Cayenne or I don't know what the fuck it is. Cayenne. I think that's more like the station wagon one. I don't know what the fuck it is. I think it's Cayenne. Sure. All right. But uh, it it should be noted, like whoever was the costume person on this apparently went to Dolphin. We're like, how would you look like look like to look like Michael Douglas from falling down? Mm -hmm. Because that's what we got for you. Here's your dumb rimmed glasses. Like doesn't even have the short sleeve button down shirt, too. It's a long sleeve shirt. It, okay, but, so at least it's that. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he's got the weird horn ring glasses and all this, and he's just like trying to look like Egghead Dolph, which is actual Dolph. But he, yeah. yeah, he's trying to look nerdy yeah. in this, but... Not working. No. Nope. Is he really trying to look nerdy? He just kind of looks... He just looks like his shirt doesn't fit. He, yeah. Well, yeah, but the character comes across as just like a, a desk guy, mm-hmm. like never been out in the field, and I think that's more because of every take Dolph had was the first take. Because all his dialogue seems like he's reading it phonetically. <laughs> yeah, it's he's not emoting in this at all. Most of them are not. But like the weird thing is, Michael Pere is the best performer in this movie. Easily, yes. everyone else seems gun shy about performing. Like Danny Trejo, who we haven't gotten to yet, but will show up later, is just afraid to emote. Like the character is supposed to be emoting, but he doesn't like raise his voice or anything. It's yeah. just everyone is like. Like they're shooting in a library and someone's like, shh. (laughs) In their defense, all of the dialogue is real bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, It's all first draft dialogue. It is. It's just. Is it first draft? Like just rough draft, maybe. Maybe. It's just one of those weird things where it feels like they think it's cooler than it is. Like whoever wrote it. Yeah. I mean, the editing, that that should tell you something. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even feel like any of it is supposed to be clever. None of it has any kind of. It's all just back and forth procedural bullshit. It's mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to touch on the editing real quick. There's a scene with Danny Trejo and somebody else. I've forgotten who it was because my mind is furiously trying to erase everything about this movie. Mm. Um, where the dialogue is out of order. Like it's there's no way anybody could actually try to write a, uh, a an actual conversation like this. Like they they talk about one thing and then they interrupt it with some some like non sequitur like it came out of absolutely nowhere and then they sort of in it seems like even in reverse they go back to talking about 
the other thing. It's really mm-hmm. well. Char- maybe whoever edited it didn't speak English. I'm not sure. Well, the, the characters will just show up because that's where they need to be. There's really no rhyme or reason as to why anyone ends up anywhere in mm-hmm. this, and like characters will get information off screen that leads them to places. Like there's just no cohesive yeah. tissue in this movie that gets anything from point A to point B. Yeah, it's, it's just a, it's just scenes. Yes. Well, the, the only sort of exception, except it's real dumb, is when Dolph actually gets to the crime scene. You know, like he's standing there yeah. out in the desert with all the dead bodies. He's talking to a CSI guy who's giving them like. Well, we just, you know, just started investigating. He's like, all right, just tell me, you know, give me the basics. What do you have in your head? And the dude, like, lays out the whole scenario. Like, yeah. it's like, this is your theory? Like, a very cohesive, like, this guy shot this guy over here. And, the, you know, like. Yeah, it's some random CSI guy. Yeah. Who's just like, well, here's what we think happened. And then he lays out exactly. Pretty much, yeah. Like, he's seeing a computer simulation in his head. Right. Of exactly what happened. And it's like. Maybe he had, like, one of those things, those little hologram things from Bones. <laughs> or they just magically figure out everything. Could but, have been. You know, they go through all this and he's like, okay. And then somewhere along the way, because they're they're right after the the sort of slow introduction scene of Brian waking up and, and Michael Perry coming in and all that, which is played kind of slow and sort of normal. Like I was like, oh, we might be all right here, because other than the swooshy video game intro things, it wasn't seeming like it was trying to be edgy or crazy at that point. No. Um but then like he comes in and then there's like a there's a five or ten minute just dump of information because we find out Michael Perry is still alive. Like yep. he only got shot in the ear because that's where we actually saw it first off. Saw, first yeah. saw off is in the hospital because like they're like reattaching his ear in a, like, oh, look, we have gore effects, mm-hmm. you know, um, seeing he's like, oh, you tell me when he wakes up. So he goes out to the crime scene, gets the thing from the CSI guy. And then he's like, oh, I think I'm being watched and pulls out his binoculars and looks like <laughs> over to the hills and Danny Trejo is like there with his little henchman guy yeah. just with a pair of binoculars and the henchman guy with a sniper rifle yeah. just watching the crime scene. And then we learned he's the drug lord is his little flush flashy title thing. Mm-hmm. And that very quickly we find out because, you know, he's looking at everybody and specifically like zooms in on the kid, the the deputy that got shot by Michael Pere yep. and is like, I want you to get his body no matter what it takes. And it's like, OK, so he's related to him somehow mm-hmm. or it was he was an inside man. Turns out it's his son. That's why he's called the, the kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's the only sort of like it's sort of natural like introduction to another person other than just like swooshing over except it's real dumb like i mean everything else is like hey we're over here now and this there's this person right so that's the only like sort of natural but not at all yeah because it's like if you know if somebody is binocularing your if that's a word <laughs> sure. checking you out with binoculars at your crime scene binocularizing yeah binocularizing thank you um and and somebody's like standing there with a sniper rifle i think you're gonna take some action you know just like hey uh probably guy, like you know but nope but anyway okay i think we can sum up a lot of this movie yes. real fast like okay for example vivica fox is apparently in charge of whatever section of the dea this is mm-hmm. she literally does nothing this entire movie there's no mm-hmm. sense in talking about her again other 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 than there's one thing that has to be noted about their 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 headquarters she gets oh a wicked awesome email <laughs> well that well, okay. yes she, she has the the best like <laughs> Just the best email notification, but also like they have the best like crime board. Yeah, it, it's literally it is, like a, it, it is, is like, my seventh grade science. Project I was going to say like yeah. third grade science fair yeah. project, uh, like, you know, cork board thing, like it, like with this weird 
shirtless picture of Danny Trejo from like 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. And like, you know, circle like, he's the boss well, over like to this guy. Sharpied arrows pointing at him. And I love that whenever she talks about him, she always says he's the most successful drug lord in history. In the history of <laughs> Always like successful. I don't know what her measurement of successful is, but she mentions it, I believe, three times yes. I like over the, the course of the movie. Not only does it look like a science fair project, their, their crime board, you know, red string whatever thing mm-hmm. you know string theory thing <laughs> i don't know um it's someone bothered to write like dea in like <laughs> the blocky <laughs> letters you would do as a kid oh yeah it and like, colored them in yeah. dea evidence yeah. or something yep. like but that yeah. evidence. but it's like someone made the, like the fat like big d little d and then color it in yeah for each letter <laughs> And it's yeah, the, just the the director's seven year old son made the props it's, for the. It's it, so good. It is funny too because she walks into the room like it's a break room basically, and people are eating their lunch, and she's like, "All right, wake up, people! I need every outhouse, farmhouse, blah blah blah." And yeah. then she marches out, and like no one does anything. You're like, "Well, that what the fuck?" Yeah. Anyway, all of her scenes are fucking pointless. They don't mean anything. No. Um, Danny Trejo's connection to this, it, well, besides that was his drugs, was the deputy is his son. Mm-hmm. And he didn't give the son a job in the most successful drug thing of all time. Because he was trying to keep him safe. Because he wanted to keep him safe. So the kid decided to be a cop instead. And basically, first day on the job, got murdered by the sheriff. <laughs> I, I will say, only because I've seen a lot of movies, um, the way his little speech over his dead son went, mm-hmm. I thought it was his nephew. Because the way, right, the, yeah. way, the way he said it was like, I promised your mother that I would keep you safe. Yeah. And most people don't say that about their own wife or right. mother of their child. Like, you know, it, like it, it did it, come it, across well, like, I'm just saying, like you would usually say like first name or I, I, I promised, you know, I, I don't know. It's just the way he was phrasing it. I was like, oh, it's his nephew. And then and then someone else is like, oh, he was actually his son. I'm like, oh, really? Because mm-hmm. I didn't get that from his little speech. Yeah. yeah. So that there's that connection. Uh, Danny Trejo tells his uh, his gang guy to go get the body. So they steal the body from the morgue, which which works out for the sheriff because he shot. He's the one who shot the deputy, but he's told that they didn't have a chance to get ballistics on the bullet because the body was stolen before anyone got the bullet. But then later in the movie, someone says some enterprising young intern went and got the bullet out and it matches your gun. So whatever. It's all fucking stupid. It doesn't mean Mm -hmm. anything. Um, the, The main dude, Brian, is just bloody and gross and goes to a gas station and rubs vaseline on his bullet wound and wraps some gauze around it apparently that works because he is like unaffected for the rest of the movie yes vaseline just numbs it right up the bullet will eventually push itself out yeah you seem to have more problem with the head trauma later in the movie than the bullet wound yeah it just seemed like he was woozy from yeah getting conked on the head but basically he doesn't remember anything unless he touches something and then he dead zones bits of information about things also the crow I don't know if you've seen a crow movie, but I, I've heard the, about them. the crow does that, too. <laughs> I hear, oh, have you guys seen some of those? I've seen a crow or two. I hear the third one's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the third one's all right. Yeah, sort of like Transformers. You're numb to crow things. And so the third one's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so there, so all that uh, there's another two. There are two characters. There's the misspelled broad and the lawyer who are married, but clearly hate each other mm-hmm. uh In- including a really uncomfortable scene he's basically gonna rape her in their own kitchen because mm-hmm. she was trying to get something out of the oven by not opening it just dipping her hand down into it and that starts a whole almost rape scene mm-hmm. until brian basically passes out in their driveway yeah I, he, I think because he had a windows phone in his pocket like he also had a, a driver's license so he's like oh my name is brian right. whatever something and yeah. barnes and um there was a, he had a text that said number blocked and it had an address on it mm-hmm. and he basically drives to this house and passes out in the driveway he hits his head on the horn which is what stops the rape in progress and they it, come it out was a rape to, horn 
<laughs> they come out to see what's happening and he's just like get the fuck back get away from me and then he ties them up in their garage mm-hmm. and then after that uh, she makes okay they're very loosely tied to two of the most rickety ass folding chairs you've ever seen like they could get out of this in two seconds she m- eventually makes a bunch of noise to get Brian to come in there to let her out turns out she knows Brian is part of some part mm-hmm. of this and then they fuck yeah and he's fine like he's got a bullet wound wound right at you know part of your body that's going to do a lot of bending mm-hmm. if you're fucking yep but doesn't bother him now throughout this he's like can i trust you i don't know and then he touches her and has a flashback to someone with a lower back tattoo and the then, wrong lower back tattoo. yes and yeah. then he spins her around and checks her out and she he's like well you have a lower back tattoo i guess it checks out let's fuck mm-hmm. i thought he was going to figure it out at some point but. <laughs> well all throughout the fucking he keeps flashing back to fucking somebody else with the right lower back tattoo because she's got a yin yang thing yeah and then the other one has like some kind of weird flower smiling sun (laughs) thing but anyway that happens and then at some point she's like where's the money lebowski and he's he's just basically like well she's also like you were supposed to come and get me and take me away from this right blah 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 and he also stopped at a bus depot or something and put all the money and drugs into a locker so not, not the drugs. I, I don't know what he did with the drugs. I think he, they, he just left the van well, with the well, drugs. They could have been in one of those duffel bags, I guess. Because he still has one bag of money because he's got it with him in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she's like, come on, let's let's go. And then it's basically about ooh, money. I like money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. And you don't remember anything you swear. OK, you're going to give me this money now. I have a gun. Guy in the garage gets untied. Finally, mm-hmm. after just struggling with the loosest ropes you've ever seen. That guy was acting. <laughs> Not well, <laughs> yeah. but he was God, acting. That pathetic guy. Um. So anyway, they they have a. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy confusion. because like as soon as he gets loose, the end game of the movie starts. Pretty much because like it's Danny. Very I was actually kind of surprised. Yeah. I was like, I think we're wrapping this up. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, like, what? Danny Trejo but, and Michael Pere have made a. Uh, oh, he an came. Alliance. To, he came to his house. Well, Michael Pere. All right. So Michael Pere is like. First he off, he, himself out of the hospital. First off, he wakes up in the hospital. Dolph's like, you didn't tell me what everything happened. And he's like, oh, oh okay. shot my ear, yeah, man. <laughs> there's a guy, one guy, and he shot both of us. You should go find him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, he, yeah, he checks himself out of the hospital, goes home, starts packing a bag. And Danny Trejo and his his goon, like, you know, knock or bust open his door. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he he fights. And then he's basically like, you know who I am, right? I'm, I'm the drug guy. And if you don't uh, find out who killed my son, which, by the way, was your deputy, um, I'm going to kill you mm-hmm. and it'll, it'll be bad. Yep. So he's like, and I'll, I'll compensate you for it, too. And he's like, sounds good. Yep. Like, I was going to do that anyway. Let's mm-hmm. let's do that. But he was leaving because he's like, oh, shit. Because, all right. He also had a meeting with some, like, other deputy sheriff guy, something or other, who was like. Yeah, with an awesome voice. Because, like, his deputy's body disappears. Like he gets a call and it's like, yeah, his, his Sam or whatever. His body just disappeared. We don't know what the fuck happened. He's and, like, sweet. And he's like, cool. And he like, he like puts his bag down like, well, I'm free and clear because ballistics won't know that. The, that's the other thing is like from the very beginning, I was like, why the fuck? If he thinks he's surrounded by dead guys, did he not walk over and pick up one of the dead guys guns yeah. and shoot his partner with that? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. He uses his own revolver. And then he's like, oh, shit, they're going to do ballistics. Figure it out for me. I, I need to get the fuck out of here. He gets the call that the body's gone and is like, oh, I'm okay. Except for then, then Danny Dreo shows up and threatens him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll help you find your son's killer. Totally on that. And you're going to pay me. Cool. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so they yeah, kind of have so, an alliance. So, yeah, but, except then he yeah. gets then he gets another call from that guy, and they go meet in a diner. And the guy's like, "Yeah, we still can't find his body." However, I didn't know this, but the 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 me like pulled out a shell, so mm-hmm. we're running ballistics. Yeah, that was the and enterprising it, intern. Yeah, yeah. And, and it came out. It, it was from your gun. He's yeah. like, "You know, this doesn't look good." He's like, "You know, I didn't do it, right?" He's like, "Yeah, of course." Yeah, but still, I gotta you know mm-hmm. dot right. the eyes and stuff. He's so like, "Well, watch let, your back, let me Jack. go clear my you know clear my name." And yeah. so this but guy yeah, but that's basically he's told him that's why he's locked out. That's why the DEA has just shut him out of everything. Also. So that 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 guy is what leads him to the end game because yeah he gets no he just basically gets a call on the radio at some point like Psh. no 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 the, no, the guy calls yeah. him and says all right he, he was getting a, a massage at like a shady ass right. parlor yeah. and then he calls him and is like look I don't know if this is related or not but we got a uh, we got a, 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 burglar, a burglar alarm at the house of. Danny the Tra- lawyer the for lawyer Danny, for Danny Tra- Trejo's lawyer. Because when he escaped the garage, he set off the right. burglar alarm. So, like, you know, he's like, oh, well, okay, cool. I'll go check it out. Mm-hmm. And that's what basically sets up the end game. Because, like, lawyer dude's gotten loose, set off the burglar alarm. They're having, like, a standoff between the woman, the lawyer, and Brian. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they're having this whole thing. And then Michael Perret shows up and, like... Well, she she shoots the lawyer before Michael Perret right, shows that's up. that's true. Yeah. yeah. L- lawyer's dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the guy just continues to insult her until yeah. she finally puts a bullet in him. Right. Like, I will find you. I will kill you. And then she's got a gun on Brian. Brian goes over to check the money bag, also has a gun in the money bag, pulls it out, turns around on her. And that's when Michael Prey barges in. Yeah. And it's just like, well, well, well. Yeah. Shotgun. You better hold. Yeah. You know, and it's up. just basically like, where's the money? Yeah. And he's like, it's right there in the bag. He's like, that's not three million. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. I have a brain injury. I, I don't because oh, he also walked is. in like first thing he did was like walk over and clock him with the butt of the sh- yes, shotgun. Yes, like maybe the- which I actually kind of like. Okay, so <laughs> we were talking about there's not being a lot of acting. I do like this one moment because I will say for for him being mostly nondescript, the, this this dude, the Johnny Messner guy, looks like he looks like Wolverine Logan, yeah. like like you know broken down, beat up Logan from the third Wolverine movie, yep. and. Like, there's this moment where he gets clocked with a shotgun, and he's like, where's the money, Lebowski? And he's like, I don't know, all this brain trauma, I, I just have no idea. <laughs> I just like the way it's he's just like, like, the way he says that. It's yeah. like, yeah, but... He's okay. Yeah. But... I. <laughs> but yeah, I guess somewhere the, the, the lady took her, his keys and the bag of money and slipped out while they were fighting, because... Also, like she along the way, she slipped out during the gunfight. Yeah, because like Danny Trejo and his his guys show up at the house too. Yes, and like that's what basically starts this mm-hmm. big crazy shootout thing. Crazy bad. Yeah, because yeah, it this is, is when the editing goes out of control. God, it is just it is slow mo at all the wrong times. Well, they keep slow moing like the muzzle flash of the guns. Yeah, like a lot. Like, mm-hmm. look, it's actual gunfire, and you're like, no, I don't it's think not. it is. <laughs> Yeah. Because you're digitally manipulating the air around the gun. You did that in After Effects. <laughs> yeah. Plus, every single bullet that hits well, the surface leaves like no mark except yeah. for like the cheap flash of a CGI yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's it's one of those things that just it feels like it's taking too long mm-hmm. because every single shot fired is in slow motion. The only decent one is when he shoots like a propane tank or something next to a guy that mm-hmm. lights the dude on fire. That's like the second gunshot. Yeah, and, I know. And when it happens, you're like. What happened? But it's, all, it's also you just see a trash can. You're like, what was in that trash can? It's also especially nitroglycerin. <laughs> it's especially weird because like, don't throw that out. <laughs> in, when they showed up, like the the gun battle basically naturally progressed outside. Like all of Danny sure. Trejo's men were outside, yeah, and just, like Michael Michael Pere and um, Brian are like sh- shooting at them, mm-hmm. and Danny Trejo is just like 
slowly stalking through the house like i'm looking for you yeah and, uh, and it's like it's like we you, know where they are you do they're hear outside. The, like, the massive gunfire going on yeah. outside right who do you I think mean, they're shooting at yeah <laughs> but yeah he's just like i'm looking for you mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yes he's ricky ricardo <laughs> well peppy Le Pew, but yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. yeah so anyway this is a 30 second gunfight that takes 20 minutes because of all the slow-mo um what happens is is that eventually so <laughs> Brian gets to a point where he's got like one bullet left and puts his gun back in his pocket and is just going to fist fight some guy, but he doesn't get to fist fight that guy because that dude, uh, because Michael Prey shoots Prey him, shoots, shoots him that, from like off screen. Yeah, yeah. Shoots him in the back. That dude's dead. And this guy, Brian just stands there for the rest of the scene, just with his fists, just fucking cocked and locked, ready to go. Like I'm going to punch somebody mm-hmm. and then has nothing to do with happens and what happens in the next five minutes. <laughs> yep. Because what happens is, is that, Danny Trejo comes out and confronts Michael Pere because somehow Danny Trejo now has the information that you yeah. killed my boy and they start Somebody a gunfight. Somebody called fight. and told him. Yeah. They start a gunfight five feet away from each other and well, just keep shooting well, the, each the, other. Well, the best part is like, so they, they shoot each of each other, like they shoot each other at the same time, like one shoots and the other one as they're going like, oh, I got shot, shoots the other. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, oh, slow motion, like we're dying, except then they start doing it again. And the camera slowly pulls back, and you realize they're now like they are now sitting, sitting on, on the, the ground. ground. Yeah, and it was at this point I declared it a Mexican sit-off. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, yeah, and they're the, literally six feet away from each yeah, other. But like, it's like a naked gun visual but, joke. But like, they're like the rest of the bullets in their guns are getting one for one, like at yeah. the same time. And meanwhile, Brian is standing in the background, oh, yeah. fist still cocked. Like, like, I'm gonna fight like, one of you against the wall, <laughs> well, dude, hoping he doesn't get like, shot. You can't go on StubHub and put your two tickets to the gun show <laughs> yeah. up that fast, you know. So he was just he was gonna make use of them. Yeah. So they kill each other, and then Brian just kind of puts his fist down and remembers that he has a gun mm-hmm. and puts the magazine back in it, and then is just like, okay, I guess I'll leave now. And then yeah. at some point, the the lady calls him like, I have the money. Ha ha. And I think that's the last we see of her. Well, Does no, she, she doesn't him? even call him. No, she he, doesn't. What, what yeah. happens is he goes back in, gets the keys and tries to go to pick up the rest of the money. Right. And it's gone. And it's gone. Yeah. And then that's when he goes, he goes into the parking garage and that's when Dolph goes, Brian, we Brr. need to talk. Yeah. And that's a good Dolph. And, and, <laughs> and, and Brian's like, how do you know my name? Mm-hmm. And like, that's about it. He's like, he's like back turned to him. He's like, how do you know my name? And Dolph's got, all right, Dolph, apparently, I I feel like we've seen plenty of movies where Dolph wields a gun. Yes. But they gave him the tiniest gun. Oh, they did. And, and he little... is holding it like. I mean, don't forget that scene in The Punisher. Seven straight minutes of awesome gun face right, as he murders a casino. He knows how to hold a gun. But they, yeah. they gave Dolph, who's not a small man, like a Derringer, mm-hmm. and then they're like, hold this, and he's like... And he's holding like a, it, like... I, I feel like I'm ripping this damn thing. <laughs> It'd be like a regular compact pistol for people like us, normal-sized mm-hmm. humans, yeah. but Dolph-sized people, So it's he's got tiny. a gun on Brian, but Brian doesn't know that. He's just like literally like, why do you know my name? Turns and immediately shoots Dolph in the head. Yep. Like, yep. Yeah. And we're seeing this from like... Brian's looking directly at the camera view, so Dolph's behind him. We're like, ooh, Dolph's got a gun on him. He's, mm-hmm. he's caught up to him. Yeah, and then Brian goes to a bar... Well, he he has the like real. Well, he goes to the bus station or wherever it is first and realizes the money's gone and right. it's like fuck. Yep. And then has like another weird dead zone flashback of like when he she made him toss him the keys and then they fucked and all this stuff and she's like, damn it, she took the key off my key ring mm-hmm. and I don't know how she knew it was a bus station locker key, but yeah, or where the locker was right, or, or anything, anything of that. Yeah. But yep. she, yeah, she cleaned me out. So yeah, he's just like fuck it, I'm gonna go to a bar and drink. Mm-hmm. And it's just sitting there pounding shots, and then the TV comes on, and it's Vivica Fox like going, 
yep, it's here's here's whatever everything that happened in this movie, like notorious, you know, notorious. drug guys dead, blah blah blah. You know, he was some the, agents he, went down. He, he was the, he was the richest drug lord in, of all time, most yeah. successful, most successful. Um, and then uh, also we lost Agent Dolph Lundgren. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, we're looking yeah. for this man, Brian Mendelson or yeah, whoever. Not not Barnes. Yeah. And then it's like this whole thing where it's like, oh shit, he was an undercover DEA agent, and mm-hmm. we get this like whole Yeah, immediately like, and then, then it begins the whole like well, wild things end of the movie flashback yeah. sequence. But whatever. at first the flashback is like, oh no, I'm DEA and I killed my partner. That's terrible. Why did I yeah. do that? And then he just keeps flashing yeah, and realizes, hey, I had a wife and I fucked this other chick for no reason. Yep. Yeah, and the wife was the one with the the, the right tattoo. The right <laughs> tattoo and <laughs> Also, like, oh, I'm gonna retire. I'm gonna. This is gonna be my last undercover job. I'm gonna get a desk job and be safe, so I can go home to my family. Yeah. And, and they had made a deal with the lawyer's wife, and basically, she was gonna get the evidence they need to catch Danny Trejo, and then they would get her out. So that's how she knew Brian. But also, that lady then secretly was making a deal with Dolph, where they were gonna steal the money because Dolph. For no, there's literally no motivation here. It's just mm-hmm. Dolph suddenly like, well, it's time to get our money, you know. And so Dolph, then, then they finally show what happened before the start of the movie, which is the drug deal or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Brian's there doing whatever, and Dolph just tells him in his earpiece, "Your cover's blown. Do your thing." So it just starts everyone shooting at each other. And again, the movie does dumb slow-mo bullshit Mm -hmm. with even worse CG muzzle flashes on the gun. But I like this one better because almost every guy with a large weapon has his eyes closed. So we get the (laughs) slow motion freeze frame of guys looking like, yeah, and it's, I don't it's, like to shoot. It's not even the natural blink you get from firing a gun, whether you're no. good or not. It's like it's the I, my eyes are shut before I pull the trigger. Yeah, thing. like oh, it's gonna be loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that happens, and it you know is just Dolph is picking off dudes from afar with his sniper sniper rifle, rifle. Uh, and everyone's and- dead except Brian. And then he's like, sorry, Brian, and then shoots him in the side, which is you know, and then mm-hmm. we're kind of right back here at the beginning. What doesn't make sense is that. Dolph has cleared the scene. Dolph is, he thinks he's murdered everybody. Brian's still alive, but he doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. But he never goes down there and gets the money. We yeah. don't know what Dolph does. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't. And then from this point, it's or like, was this oh. whole thing a setup to leave him yeah. partially alive and then well, follow from a distance <laughs> and make sure that everything happens in this way. So maybe, that they- maybe Dolph just wanted to run away with Brian. No, probably not because he shot him in the, in the midsection. Yeah. With the sniper, sniper airsoft rifle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But they, you know, that that because they kind of the way they sequence it, they do the double twist thing where they're like, because it's like, oh, is the DEA agent? Oh no! But then like, it's what doesn't work is because that whole thing where he remembers he's a DEA agent, all that is basically him flashing back to things that happened to him. Mm-hmm. It stops at the point where it suddenly shows Dolph and her meeting. And being like, oh, time to take the money. And he does, yeah, he does flash then, to things he didn't yeah. see. <laughs> and then there's and then yeah. So they have these other flashbacks that become the other twists, and it's like, well, wait, he would never have known that he got shot by Dolph because he would never have seen that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just it's well, except it he, fucking he, it doesn't except, work. Well, he would he would could figure that out because like everyone else was dead, and he did the like, all right, hands up, you know, I'm the only yeah. one left, and he still gets shot. So it's like, yeah, it was Dolph, but I mean, it's still. That's a, yeah, it's but, a leap. but they sh- they show it from Dolph's right. perspective. I, 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 know, I know, I know, yeah. I know. And then the and then yeah, and then they they flash back to the meetings that they had with the woman, and then it's 
the last scene of the movie is her just driving off with the money going to Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's weird? And so and so Brian's still sitting in a bar getting drunk. Right. He doesn't go home to his family, which he now remembers. Yeah. I, well, there's we, no we like. We assume he does, but we, yeah, our last shot is like we see the the broad driving off five miles from Mexico, laughing because she has the money. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's interesting. Like in our recap, getting through that first hour is like one sentence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because not that much happens because because it's all padded by bullshit. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Yeah. It, it's one of those. It's it's a very frustrating movie. Yeah. Because it, the action isn't good. No, the action is good. And it good. wants to be like this, you know, Western, you know, oh, one guy knows this, this thing, but then this other guy doesn't know this about that. You know, like the whole, like, everyone's got a little piece of the information, but if they put it all together, oh my God, they would all realize something. You know, it's... Yeah. It, it just, it doesn't work. The The only thing that I enjoyed about this movie is that, so the entire movie is scored like it's a spaghetti Western, which doesn't make any sense because there's no reason for it to be. Um, Except when it gets techno-y. But yes, when during the, the gunfight at the house, it turns into like this techno and it has this midsection of just like synthesized fart noises, like for f- about 45 seconds that I just thought was the funniest thing ever. Because All the it, whooshes? No, no, no. This was just like 45 seconds of the soundtrack when it was techno-y. It was just like this midsection of just boing, you know, it was just like it was just this ridiculous. I, I don't know that that was that was literally the only thing I can point to in this movie. And go. That was all right. And I think Michael Prey's perform. He seemed to be the only one yeah. who gives a shit in this movie. And also the DEA evidence sign. Oh, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. The the science project sign yeah. and the DEA was real good. Yeah. Yeah. There's I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to mention it and then immediately say I'm not v- voting for it, but there's almost a star gravity moment because the the cock rocking power song that comes on while they're they're fucking in the bed starts off oh yeah like it starts to like describe the scene but then it veers completely off to just be generic yeah. rock but yeah so no. like when like the first couple lines i was like wait <laughs> yeah. we, we, we about to have a fucking star yeah. <laughs> when you've got amnesia and yeah. you're fucking mm-hmm. but it's the wrong back tattoo yeah. yeah but no the song does not go that way all the music in this sounds like YouTube's royalty-free library. Mm-hmm. Everything oh, sure. in this in, mm-hmm. in the entire movie, including there's a dude wearing headphones at one point in the, the morning. Yeah, the corner dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all like check out royalty-free oh, kmusic.com. Bop- he's bopping like it's something oh, better, but it's like, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not. I actually like his second scene too when he comes in and like bops in and like opens up the cooler where the the kid's supposed to be, and he he just like does this like what look, and then like is like. Man, I knew I should have taken the day off. Yeah, because this is like dry ice smoke coming out right. of the thing, and he's just like, "Did the kid evaporate? Like what?" <laughs> but anyway, I guess we can rate this. We should, but move on. Yeah. Dot mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and go because I know I'm probably going to be very alone in this rating. I'm only going to give it a single bag, um, and that's because I I feel like I feel like deep down inside, in the the deepest of bones of this movie, there's the potential of something good here because unlike. So many of these direct-to-video Bulgarian things. At least it's trying something. Like I mean, at least it's shot in Mexico. Right, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I, like the majority uh, yeah. of all of the the you know behind-the-scenes people mm-hmm. are yeah have Spanish are Hispanic. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, like it's it's just it, it's that it's trying something. Like so many of these are like we're in a location, we're in a warehouse, and somebody double-cross somebody, and we're just gonna like 
hide around the same two corners for mm. for forty five minutes. Yeah. Like, I feel like this movie is actually like going to different locations and trying things, not necessarily successfully, but like deep down inside, I feel like if this hadn't been made by assholes, like you could have an okay movie here because mm-hmm. I I like I like double triple cross amnesia. I mean, amnesia is like the oldest trope in the book of yeah. like you know to you know play uh, on somebody, but it's like. It, it feels like you almost could have a good movie here. It's just not. It's like I can't recommend it, but it's like I don't yeah. I don't think I disliked it as much as the rest of you are mm-hmm. going to say you did. Mm. Yeah. Execution sucks because there's three bags for me. And it's just it's because things that don't need to be stretched out are stretched out to the point where they become boring. Like you don't need slow-mo everything for every action scene. And because action scenes need action in them at some point. Yeah, and the, the pinnacle of that bullshit is when a character throws a grenade during the final gun battle. Slow mo, throw the grenade. Grenade travels a small distance. Slow mo travels some more. Mm-hmm. Lands. Slow mo explosion. Guy gets launched into the air. Slow mo. Slower slow mo. Yep. <laughs> we watch this guy fly through the air for like forty five seconds. That's not exciting. Watching a guy get launched through mm-hmm. the air real fast because a grenade just went off at his feet. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Watching it in slow motion is just like, mm. nah, <laughs> who cares? Nah. Good stunt from that guy, though. Sure. It just would have looked cooler if it had been happened in real time. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, it's it's I I don't like it. <laughs> I, I, I just I I think it's like Carlos said, there's potential there, but none of it is realized in any way in the final execution of this movie. Mm-hmm. So what was your rating? Three oh. bags. I would like to echo that rating of three bags. Um, I will agree, however, with Harlow in that there, there's something there. Like there's a there's a a story there that I would like to see made competently. Um, however, there's not much competency to to spare in this movie. Um, the main actors are mostly okay, but. I'm not the world's best writer. I'm not like great at dialogue, but I think I could accidentally write dialogue better than this movie has. Um, it's it's real messy. I don't think any people actually talk like they do in this movie. It's it's very strange, and it's hard for me to describe just what's wrong with it. But um, aside from that, the editing is messy. It's weird. The the slow mo stuff. Like the slow mo stuff and visual effects are not great, but I don't expect greatness out of this, you know, out of this quality of, or this level of film. But the editing is just jarring in some ways. Like it, it's just it's weird. It's like, like I said, I, it's almost like the people who edited this movie don't speak English and understand mm-hmm. how conversations go in English. It's, yeah. it's weird. Or or they just plain didn't get enough takes. Like, they just didn't have the money to get enough takes to get natural takes or to fix, you know, the couple times when somebody flubbed a line. Um, or they didn't get enough coverage or whatever. It's... But there's... I'll think D, all of the above. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. But it just... It's just a mess. But there's a story in there that's pretty good. And I'd like to see, like... I'm sure without too much difficulty, you could, you know, you could basically rewrite this movie and reshoot it and re-release it as something completely else 
or completely different. Yeah. Give it a different name. Shoot it in Bulgarian <laughs> three no, weeks. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, but let it, somebody who it, who can shoot a movie in Bulgaria do it, something in the cheap over it there. It does feel like it's missing like two scenes to get us like out of like get us out of the lawyer's house, get us somewhere else, then do the big shootout. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like it's too rushed, like it got mm-hmm. there too soon. It feels like it needed something yeah. else to have happened in between somewhere in order to move things to a place where it makes sense to end the movie. Yeah, when I realized everyone was showing up there, I was like, oh, okay. Like, this yeah. is the end of the movie, basically, except for Dolph's not there. That's the only thing. Yeah, and they spent all this time on this convenience store thing. Mm-hmm. Like, because we didn't even get into Dolph, like, yelling at the convenience store girl and having, like, like putting weird inflections, like, on the wrong words as he speaks oh, you know which well, is more than that like we didn't even uh, we, uh, there's so much to be talked about about bad performances throughout this because I, I we didn't even we commented that like so many people were flat some people are just outright bad like the broad or whatever her name is yeah like, she was her, trying to do a southern accent but accent, she's like swedish or something her accent goes all over the place mm-hmm. oh, yeah. from scene to scene like it is so weird and that convenience store girl's accent was bizarre yeah. as well plus there's a couple like speaking line cops and stuff that it's like and, oh, and danny trejo's henchmen where that were just like holy crap could you just not go down to the local like community theater and find somebody better than this yeah, yeah. like i mean like danny trejo's like you know lackey dude was like whenever he had a line it was like okay boss i will do that for you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh this movie's real bad i don't like it uh, four bags is what I'm giving it. I Like I said, I can point to Michael Perret and go, he's trying, but I think the thing that makes me hate this movie the most is that if we had not seen Don't Kill It when we saw it mm-hmm. and watched this and Altitude, we would say, you know what? We're not watching any more Dolph Lundgren movies past yeah. a certain date. Because you look at this, you look at Dolph in this, and you're like, he doesn't fucking give a shit. No one gave him anything to do, and he doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest crime to me is that you put Dolph Lundgren in your movie and he doesn't do shit. You make him to be like this nerdy guy for for the sole purpose of having a twist at the end that he's the guy behind it, mm-hmm. but still doesn't get to do anything. I don't think they made him any kind of guy. In, like, that's He's just he's it. so nondescript. He could be played by literally anybody. Anybody. Yeah. It, it, there's no reason for Dolph to be in this. Yeah. And there, the, I, we have started to see so many mo- late arab dolph movies where it's just like why is dolph in this he's not doing anything that's required of anyone of his and i don't mean like actor stature but just like his physical presence you know like Mm. dolph is a mountain of a man and in this he looks ridiculous yeah so i just i this is a 30 minute movie stretched out to 80 minutes and and even at 80 minutes you're like well at least it's short no it's too long Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's too long it focuses on the wrong stuff. That's yeah. what bad editing does. Yeah. It makes a short movie feel way longer than it needs to be. Yep. It's a short story padded out to 80 minutes somehow. I have no idea how. So it'd be a good short. It'd be a good 20 minutes. Yes. Sure. It maybe was at one point in time. Mm. Hmm. Yep. But all it'll be is forgotten now. Oh, <laughs> he did it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> World star. <laughs> yep, that's why you keep coming back for ten straight years. Mm-hmm. Jokes like that. Sick. But yeah, let's take a break, shall we? Let's. And we'll come back with some exciting news. Mm-hmm. 
Troy, welcome back. Hey, Bamka, second hey, hey, half. Hey, hey, the happy half. Yay. Hey. Second half. The half Woo. where all the good things happen. Celebrate. Good times. We've seen movies, but we're not talking about them. Nope. nope. You know what we are talking about? We, us. Us. Yeah. us. <laughs> yes. But no, we're kind of turning it over to the listeners. We are in a moment. Yes. But since nobody listens to the end of the podcast, at least I don't listen to the end of podcasts, we're going to front load this with a special, exciting, super duper, happy time announcement. Y'all ready? Breaking yes. news. Dee, 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 dee. Shirts <laughs> are coming back. Yay! Not just Yay. in general, like not oh. just like people shirts are wearing are shirts again. <laughs> no, we are shirts going to are have... Thing. People aren't wearing enough hats. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. So we're going to produce shirts to encourage people to wear hats. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we are going to do this, uh, the classic design um, that is the only design that we've ever made the available for sale. Bamcast the classic t-shirt Bamcast design, design is back. Um, <laughs> we are not doing uh, shirts in gold. We are going to do them in silver for our 10th anniversary. Uh-huh. Um, Which is 10? <laughs> yeah. 10 or aluminum. <laughs> Aluminium. Looks like silver. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> But yeah, expect those to be available for Patreon. Pa- expect those to be available for patrons first. We're going to give patrons a week um, to go ahead mm-hmm. and, and get their orders in. Um, and then uh, after that, we'll open it up to the rest of everybody. So you'll have you'll have uh, brand new shirts. If you already mm-hmm. have a shirt, you can still buy a shirt. Um, if you want two shirts, order two shirts. But- yep. Chuck put his on the Instagram and mm-hmm. people were like, hey, I want that shirt. Yeah. Hey, I- where'd you get that shirt? <laughs> so... It seems like there's. I made it. Yeah, I did myself. I stitched it. Uh, But yeah, it seems like there's some interest enough to uh, maybe get another run of shirts. Yep. So Mm -hmm. maybe definitely get another run of shirts. Maybe you warriors out. Hopefully not wearing it all the time. Mine's held up well. These are pretty high quality shirts. We have heard from you guys that uh, that they are they are good shirts. Mm -hmm. Um, The ones. some of those are wearing yeah. right Whoa! now. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, you guys great. got the, the gold one. I've got the original that I think we only have, what, six we in existence? Sell those to, this was pre-Chuck, I think we made uh, these yes. shirts. Those, yep. those had the washed look by the time I joined. Those, those yeah. were like literally like a please print my JPEG onto a shirt.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was exactly the website. Yeah. Or they were expensive, too. Yeah, per shirt. Sure. I mean, sure, not not yeah. really. They when weren't you think as about, bad as you'd think. Think about it when you know only ordering six to a full color shirt wasn't awful, but the the hold up quality of yeah, them was the, not great. Yeah, but the exploding wallet one's still pretty pretty sharp. But I like yeah. the the artwork Tobias made for us. Yep. It's pretty damn yeah. good looking. He yes. did a great job. So we're gonna gonna do another run of those. Probably another run of fifty. Yeah. Um, we're not gonna do pre orders like we did last time. We're just gonna put in an order of shirts and uh, we'll let you we'll let patrons know when they're here. Yep. And you have a week to get in before anybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do probably the same size spread we did last time, which yeah. seemed to seem to work out. Um, I will say this. If you have a special size request, like um, some people need like 4X. I, I think we got one 3X last time. Um, but if you have a special size request, like one that's not usually, um, you know, ordered, let us know. Mm-hmm. Send us an email. Say, hey, I need a, you know. Yeah, if I you're a, a tiny person and you need an extra small shirt. Yeah, because they charge us for like extra smalls and extra, and anything above yes. 2X, I think. But If you want one for your newborn. Right. Well, we're not going to go that far because that's a whole shirt on a baby. No, that's yeah. a then they'll different... have to keep buying bigger and bigger yep. shirts yeah. as, the, as the baby grows. Start your baby now. Bamfcast onesies. <laughs> but we're, we're not going to offer onesies just yet. Oh. I would wear a Bamfcast onesie. I know you would. But I want the booty. Booty. You should get the booty. Mm. That's what it is. Anyway. Shirts. Mm-hmm. Silver, Bamfcast shirts. 
soon. Coming soon. Uh, the company that we use is really, uh, really fast at producing and shipping, so mm-hmm. I would expect to see something quite soon. And those shirts are damn comfortable, too. They are. Mm-hmm. They are next level brand. I think they're 5150s or something like that. Which is next, next level. I like it. But they are super comfy if you don't nice. have one. Yep. It hides my disgusting body well. <laughs> Jeez, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Your body's not that disgusting. I can see you. I didn't mean I'm invisible. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I just meant the stuff underneath isn't oh. pouring oh. out of my shirt. <laughs> okay. There we go. <laughs> See, I just sold a shirt. There you go. <laughs> Remarkable salesmanship. Love it. Takes all kinds. So, you guys want some emails? We do. I love emails. I do believe we sent out a cry for help. I mean, uh, <laughs> a request for emails. Let, how about instead? Why don't we let's have a meeting to discuss oh. it instead? Okay. No, okay. no, no, no meetings when there should be sorry, emails. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You've been I, at work too yeah, long. Yeah, too much work. Sorry. I, it's a good thing you're taking right. a vacation next yeah. week. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Be gone, sir. But no, we asked people to celebrate us. Basically, we're like, what was your what's your favorite stuff that's happened mm-hmm. over the last 10 years? Because we don't yes. know. Yes. Please heap praise <laughs> upon us. I, Honestly, we, yeah, we, we crave. It, it wasn't necessarily praise. It was like, what's your favorite moment? Because it all blends into us. Like yeah. everything just becomes one episode. And I think aside from the man's best friend fight that Mackie and I had, yeah. I can't remember a single thing that's ever happened on the show. Oh, I remember plenty of things. I mean, I remember stuff that I, we made videos for, but I remember things. I just don't remember when they happened. Like name a joke in our cross episode. <laughs> uh, that's I'm one pretty where cross I bitched with about, that movie. Well, no, that's one where I bitched about Banshee. And I said, people don't need an Irish superhero. They already have Banshee. And Banshee yeah, I was going to say, doesn't that lead to the whole uh, we're sorry, Boston discussion? Isn't that from Cross? I think so, yeah. yeah. It was uh, like, I shit on Boston. Yeah, fuck you, Boston. Fuck for, all them. Fuck you for and having a superhero. And fucking right, fan fine. bases. Fine, you guys, like, have, all the, you guys have awesome brains. All your sports, I, you've okay. ruined everything. Chuck, I'm, I'm with you. I, okay. I, I don't think you remember. I barely cause, remember cause the first half. You quite literally laugh hysterically all the time, meaning you go into a full delirium and do not remember what's yes. happening. You're in a fugue state. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's joy. It's pure joy. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's, yep. it's also shutting off all the other parts of your brain. Well, yeah. so be it. Okay. Yeah, I need that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need brains anyway. Yeah. Read us an email, Mackie. <laughs> I will. Uh, first one up is from Krazy Razzy. <laughs> Tell 10th anniversary. It says, Dear Banffcast, Hi. my name is Liam and I'm from Australia. His email, like the name of his uh, email I'm address sorry, is I'm sorry, I Krazy do not Razzy. understand it without the proper accent. <laughs> Oh, yeah. no. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Please read it in the proper accent. Uh, I, no. I, no. <laughs> Unless someone else would like to. But uh, my name is Liam, and I'm from Australia. <laughs> there you go. I, there. I started listening to your show around 2011, as I was, and still am a big fan of Chuck's 31 horror movies in 31 days. Ooh. I mean, yay. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. Yeah. God damn it. I mean, you're allowed to be a fan. It's, you know, some people like that. Thing. Yeah. I, no, but I was booing Chuck. Yeah. About 400 people I, like that thing. I still like days. <laughs> I just want to know. It also wants me to add a calendar reminder in 31 days. Oh, okay. <laughs> you should do that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he says. Fan of Chuck's 31 horror movies in 31 days. I believe my first episode was the Weekend at Bernie's 2 episode. Mm. So, man, he jumped way back. Yeah. Uh, hands down, the funniest moment was you guys arguing about Batman Returns. <laughs> and my favorite episode was the Christmas with the Cranks one. Hearing Chuck get so pissed off at that movie was hysterical. I hate that fucking movie. Happy 10th anniversary <laughs> to you and the show. Here's to another 10 years. Thank you from the land down under. Thank you from the land down under. No. Oh, sorry, just, you, you can't sorry. put phrases like that together. And I know. Not expect me to hear it like that. No. 
We appreciate you, Krazy Razzy. Liam. Liam. Thank mm-hmm. you, Liam. Or is it Liam? Uh, also, <laughs> Thank we, you, or, Liam. I, would, I would like to personally apologize for our horrible Australian accents. I would like to personally uh, not apologize for our Australian accents because they're hilarious. They're great. They are. Like, people love them. They're very yeah. good. They're very good New Zealand accents. Yes. But they're terrible um, Australian accents. That's correct. Uh, not apologize. It's pronounced Ixens. <laughs> Speaking of Ixens, uh, next one up is from Moonpeer. Oh, hey. Your friend of mine says, congrats. Hey, guys. It's your friendly neighborhood street urchin here. No longer living inside a box in the UK, but rather a bus shelter in New York. Yay. All right. I Upgrade. managed to steal some fool's phone to get this sent off and <laughs> wanted to wish you a happy anniversary. One thing I've always been happy with from you guys is the random recommendations from all of you. In your eyes from Harlow, upgrade from all of you and various laughs and japes along the way, including your top-notch Patreon content. I love you guys. Have a great episode. Much love. Your friendly neighborhood street urchin, Moonpeer. 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 <laughs> I would have liked to have heard the voicemail version of that. His voice is very relaxing. It, it is. Yeah, he is. He is. Hello, gentlemen. It's <laughs> Moonpeer. <laughs> No, that's Speak- like us doing movie. <laughs> I know. Oh, I can't. Okay. I can. I have to. Oh, okay. But japes. You use the word japes. Yeah, that's true. It's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Sick japes. So uh, speaking of accents. Uh-huh. Let a, let's run a voicemail from a a guest on the show. Oh, okay. Here we go. Hey, Vanscast. It's Tobias. Uh, I've been on the show a few times, and I've been friends with you all for, I guess, more than 10 years now. I just wanted to give you my top three moments of the Vanscast. Uh, so, in descending order, first, um, I would say my top moment was the April Fool's episode, which I go back and listen to occasionally. It was excellent. Uh, top top moment number two is Chuck joining the crew, which I think was an awesome addition. I could have gone top one with this, but I didn't want Chuck to feel too good about himself. Good. And then number three was the first time I was on a show with you guys. We ate at Captain D's. And changed my life that's top three show moment and also one of the top five moments in my life keep doing what you're doing and uh here's to another 10 years thanks guys captain disease <laughs> captain disease oh man uh, didn't we all like almost die that night i think we all just wanted to not what? me i am <laughs> i grew up eating captain d's so i am immune to captain d's in case you don't know if you're from some part of the world that doesn't have captain d's it's like Long John Silver's. It's oh, fast I, food seafood. I, it's fast food fried fish. Yeah. yeah. Like everything is deep fried. Like there's nothing on the menu that isn't deep fried, yep. except for maybe coleslaw. They have broccoli. <laughs> do do they? they? They do. And green beans. I had okay. no idea. Uh-huh. And I, mashed potatoes. Mm. Yeah. I've eaten <laughs> Captain D's a lot. Yeah. But yeah, just imagine what, you know, like fast food f- filleted cod would taste like. And that's pretty much it. I have a favorite Tobias memory. Oh, do you? What's that? The one time he was on the show and the first half didn't record. Oh, it's good. Or the second, second, one, half. second, second half, half didn't yes. record and we had to do it all again. <laughs> it sucked the life out of him. And man. I've never seen a man more drained <laughs> than Tobias was when it dawned on him that we were going to do the second half all over again. He was so enthusiastic talking about some like Tom Arnold movie in a mall oh. thing that he watched or something. <laughs> And then he had to tell us about it again, and it was just the most mundane sounding, just like, yeah, I don't know, I watched this oh. movie. And it was just like, oh, man, I feel so bad for you. I mean, that's why I feel like our very first episode, <laughs> we were probably way better in the first recording of the first Wicker Man episode. We'll never know. Probably not. Uh, yeah. It was still like two hours long anyway. Mm-hmm. 
but I just feel like when we finally got into like doing that actual episode, we had used all the jokes already, and we were like, uh, do I re-say the joke? And everyone's like, haha, that's funny. Yeah. Well, we had like no rapport or anything either, too. I, I don't know. I just want to nuke that and first we, episode off the internet. We still liked each other back then. Ugh. I wasn't here, so I didn't like any of you. Well, I'm saying we well, didn't. At that we point, didn't, we all worked together too. Like, yeah, we BJ's just, desk was right outside my office. Yeah, yeah, we just weren't like, you know, having japes off of each other's yeah. quips, if you will. <laughs> I'll put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> I I also want to say that as Make recently japes again. as the uh, the tank episode of Bamcast Extra, we had a power hit about 40 minutes into that uh. episode wiped out the episode and then he and I just kind of looked at each other and we're like all right let's go again and it feels real dumb looking at each other trying to spontaneously come up with the same asides and everything or new jokes even because you're kind of spent well on one hand you're like I was making some good points I would like to repeat those points but then Mm -hmm. like he's already heard it and he knows it's coming and it's like he's gonna think it's stupid of me to say it again I I don't think that just no I know but it's just it's just, it's the worst feeling that to reminds, have to go back and do that. Reminds me, we need to get a fucking UPS under there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, patrons. That, yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> yes. It's another piece of equipment that we will be able to get. Thank you. It, well, that, oh, man, it's the worst. Well, I just, I, I figured it would, like, write to the card what had it, it had done, but I guess when you turn, you hit stop, it, like, finalizes that file, and so it was just it's like... It's like yanking the yeah, USB yeah, out. It yeah. was like, yeah. nope. No, nah, it's like, there's nothing here. I'm just, I'm, I'm honestly amazed with, you know... 457 episodes of this uh, like a dozen spoil casts how many extras we've done no court like everything mm-hmm. that we haven't destroyed more episodes we've lost what four if that yeah i mean i fucked up the entire vanilla ice episode forever the coolest ice episode oh yeah because yeah yeah because that, that one still someone's exists. like use level later it, ex- it exists it. but it's like I, I did it to the original files and it was like yep we're fucked well There's wasn't because no we were using condenser mics at the time mm-hmm. and it picks up all the extra room yeah, noise we didn't so realize it just how much everything. it was just like all the mics were bleeding over yeah those were the days we were yeah. too loud <laughs> was it so. action jackson that we had to use the youtube stream yes okay yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess that's I, why we haven't lost many since, because it's like we, we always have the YouTube as a backup, at least. But. Yeah, and the quality of YouTube has gotten better to where it's it's a pretty good audio file. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we're streaming in a high enough quality, and what comes off the board into the PC yeah. is a high enough quality that it's it's all right. Well, yeah, and we used to edit a lot of stuff out too. Mm-hmm. You know, like like we would trim shows down and take tangents out that sucked, and nope. now we're just like, nah. Now that Chuck's doing it, it. <laughs> nah, just edit out the pauses and the sneezes. <laughs> Thanks for editing out my sneezes. You're welcome. I am the sneeziest of us. We noticed. I'm sorry. I can't help it. It's fine. Let's craft JP. It's the BJ. All right. Uh, it's the sneeziest. Let's get get back on track. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. Next one up, Troy from Austin, who uh, tells his email, 10 years strong and growing. Oh, boy. <laughs> Remember those commercials? I do. Yeah, yes. yeah. Flintstones. They were ones? commercials. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Flintstones. They were funny. Flintstones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Troy says, "Hey, Bamfcast. Hey. Troy from Austin here. Formerly Troy from Connecticut. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, he moved across the country. Yeah, he's in a much better place. Okay, Austin's better in Connecticut because Connecticut's close to Boston and fuck Boston. Uh, congrats on ten years of podding, Casting, Bamfin, whatever the cool kids are calling it. You've been hands down my favorite podcast since 2011." It feels like only yesterday I listened to my first episode, Frankenhooker, a movie I'd originally seen with my uncle because what could go wrong letting a six-year-old watch a movie about a reanimated corpse of a sex worker? 
It wasn't long before I dug into the back catalog, hitting such favorites as Torque, Cool as Ice, Fast Five, Hell Comes to Frogtown, and possibly my favorite episode, The Wraith. It was the pure joy you all let out when talking about the garage explosion that let me know your collective tastes were right up my alley. Explosions, ridiculous fights, implausible but damn entertaining moments. Those are what make a good bad movie. Since then, I've listened to you every week, all through my first grown-up job and subsequent layoff. Hiking trips, grad school, breakups, family deaths, cross-country moves, and everything in between. I may just be a stranger you guys occasionally hear from on the internet, but for me and others like me, you guys have been a constant source of camaraderie. Every week, I get to hear four guys in Florida share their joy of bad movies. I even started a bad movie night group with my friends here in Austin. They're watching Torque for the first time on our next get-together. Oh, those lucky people. Mm-hmm. Uh, long story, less long. I just wanted to say thanks. The Bamcast has been there for me during some of the lowest lows and highest highs of my life. I've been able to relive some of my favorite childhood memories and make new ones with people who share my appreciation for movies that usually ran at 1 a.m. on Saturday nights. It's been a pretty fun ride. Here's to 10 more years and a lot more jocks. Crash and burn. Troy from Austin out. Voice to text by my iced tea sounding Teddy Ruxpin bear. <laughs> wow. Thank you. I would love to have a Teddy Ruxpin bear that converted everything into iced tea. Yep. Well, you can just play an iced tea tape in a I mean, Teddy yeah, Ruxpin. Yeah. Wouldn't, <laughs> that, just, wouldn't that just be T. Ruxpin? <laughs> yeah, T. Ruxpin. The T stands for <laughs> Teddy. <laughs> the T stands for Teddy this whole time. <laughs> iced Teddy. Man. You know, I... I'm, I'm, I glad, I'm glad we pivoted into jokes because I, I was getting a little yeah. something in my eye there. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't here when the show started. I didn't start the show with you guys. I came in late. You'd already established what the show is. But that email is how I hope people feel about what we do. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's what I hope people take away from this. You know, whenever we finally wrap it up. I hope I hope that people were like, you know what? Oh, you mean like in thirty minutes? Yeah, <laughs> like you know what? I you guys were there to to fill the the dead air of of menial tasks, mm-hmm. and you guys you know are are talking in a positive way about things that you know I'm a fan of that I grew up with and stuff like that. So yeah, that's just a great email. Yeah, in well, good times and bad times, we'll be on your side forevermore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I mean, it does like you. When you listen to shows enough, you you feel this friendship with these people. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and stuff like Twitter helps as well because it's like, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, Troy posted something. You know, like you you start to recognize those people and it's they don't just become, oh, that person who added me a while back. You're like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Yes. You know, and you kind of have these conversations. You learn a little bit about them. And obviously, it's a little different for us because it's a one-sided thing mm-hmm. almost because it's like we pour so much into this that people know all sorts of stuff that we're like, we forgot we even talked about, you know? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. You know, like yeah. I might've talked about like, you know, my aunt dying from Alzheimer's, you know, last year or something and, you know, hadn't thought about it for a while. And, you know, somebody would bring something like that up and be mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. I talked about that. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Cause early on it was a little difficult because I'd be like, how the fuck do they know about that? <laughs> you know, but it's like, because we don't, like we were saying, we don't remember shit. Well, I think <laughs> also early on, I mean, maybe it was due to the fact that we all worked at the same place, but I think early on, we all, it, it was, it was at that point in the internet where things were dividing into like, don't talk about your own shit online. Cause like your employer might fire you or they might, mm-hmm. you know, make some social media policy or all this stuff. So like we were real hesitant to give out details of any kind for a while and yeah, I feel yeah. like it just we just sort of naturally opened up as we realized that was 11 o'clock news bullshit that, like, I haven't really like, well, well, I of, haven't really ever cared you two have always kind of been 
tried to play it close to the vest about your, your identities. I mean, somewhat, but I mean, it's, I, I mean, I think it's just like, we all kind of hit a point where it was like, I don't, I don't care. Like, you know, if, if, if place yeah. is going to fire me, then fuck them. I didn't want to work there yeah. anyway, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I know other shows that have had to shut down sure. because yeah. they're, they're, social media policies at whatever company they work for are fucking draconian. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, uh, this is fun, but my job pays the bills. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. but I, I, I don't know. I, I was a little weird about it at first, but then it was like when I started accepting Facebook friend requests from people, I was like, all right, fine. Yeah, I guess this is the, yeah. the, the, we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> like they know who I am. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, it's actually funny because I feel like it, I feel like in a strange way by opening it up on here, it's helped me taper other things like, you know, like, Maybe not putting everything like I, I don't really do Facebook. And I never really did. But I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like I would have started pulling back from Facebook going like, why the fuck? Not not everybody needs to know that. I feel like it's just like we, we would have hit some sort of happy medium where it's like, mm-hmm. ah, let's be a little more expressive on the show and maybe not put like, oh, I took a shit on Facebook. You know, like nobody needs to know that, you know. I mean, like <laughs> we don't need to know it here either. Well, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm saying, like, I mean, social I'm, media has also moved past that. Right, point. that's what I mean. It kind of has micro blogging or whatever, yeah, because you know? it used to be about oh my god the sandwich, and now it's like oh my god I don't have a house. It's definitely social media's fault. <laughs> I am uh, I am very thankful for the social media interactions with uh, oh, yeah, with yeah. all the folks like like. All the folks from the show that I interact with on on social media are super chill and awesome. And like every once in a while, like somebody slides into my DMs and we have a four day conversation about some cool shit. Um, I've just, got how many people in the Discord now? Like a large almost group of people yeah. with some. varying tastes about all different kinds yeah. of topics, and it's they're great. all just yeah. hanging out and chatting. And like that thing, like we get to sit and talk with each other all day and just make fucking jokes and mm-hmm. share. Um, dumb memes and talk shit about politics and mm-hmm. yeah know. i mean honestly I, I feel like i've filtered most of my social media down to like that and a extremely curated reddit yeah you know like that's literally what i do now yep. it's like okay i want random jokes that i've never seen before i'll go here and when i want to talk to people and get that social <laughs> feeling i go to the discord and it's yep. like i know i'm generally talking with like-minded people so it's 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 what i need yeah yeah it's yeah. a good time i i really appreciate all of that and y'all are super supportive about stuff mm-hmm. like, you know, I know like anytime I post or, or one of us posts about something that's like shitty, like we get a lot of people saying nice things. And so that's that's good. I, mm-hmm. I for one, need that positive reinforcement sometimes, yeah. but it's just nice to it's nice to know people are out there and, and give a shit and, and we give a shit about you. When we do get a hater who swears us off forever they do it in such a way that provides us with a joke that we can repeat for the next five years. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, shut up, you son of Hillary. <laughs> Man. Uh, oh, boy. Negative iTunes reviews. Oh, that's just, the best. Uh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was someone's like really bright idea. Like, hey, what if we put this thing out there and it's just anyone could cast a stone into the water and the wake will last forever. <laughs> and you can't fucking do anything about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, thanks. You can't respond. You can't like, you know, do anything. It's just there. I feel like we've responded to the uh, Sons sure, of Hillary here, comment yes. plenty. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I wish, <laughs> you know, I wish there are way people could join us for like our dinner bullshit before the show. Yeah. Like, like, that's kind of why I was like, we should do bonus BS. We should record us in the car and when we're eating and all that. But it just became, it didn't work, unfortunately, because like the sound and like y- you talk differently when there's a microphone there yeah. and you know that it's 
just you know you I like I felt the need to like fill time always and I'm like no sometimes we just need to chill and eat but mm-hmm. there's also like I just love you know thinking about like dinners that we've had with people when we've done events and stuff where it's just like just hanging out with people like and getting people to enjoy that kind of you know us just throwing dumb shit back and forth all over the place or sometimes like, making people extremely uncomfortable <laughs> we've done that too yes because sometimes they're yeah you <laughs> you you who laughs at everything suddenly gets really pious sometimes when we get in certain situations where you're like when i'm get, above all of this we get a toenail out in public sometimes and chuck's like <gasps> don't make a joke about that mm-hmm. Uh, I am sensitive to public spaces uh, and our bullshit <laughs> sometimes, only sometimes. Eh. We have had some incredible conversations with folks in in real life. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing like I wish people could share that with us. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's the kind of thing that I wish we could do like a live show with like pattern and, and break conversation and stuff like that. It's just that our audience is so diverse and all over the country that there's just no way to make that happen. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying like, if we were like, Hey, let's go do a live show. We wouldn't get the people that we have listened to the show all together. You have to be in a metropolitan area where, you know, at least like a, a decent chunk of your audience yeah. is from. Yeah. We're in a, we're in and a your city. town has to give a shit. We're about in a you. city, but <laughs> barely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are only like four other people that listen to the podcast where we are. Yeah. And most of them are our friends. Yeah. Oh, you have some yep. of those? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Score. Yeah. I, I, I do pretty well outside <laughs> I, of this. Cool. So I, real quick, I have to say that uh, the last like big extended family gathering we had or Christmas time was it was either walking outside or walking in and and one of the people on my other side of the family was walking the opposite direction i was walking we crossed paths and he was just like hey listen to your podcast oh god and i'm like <laughs> that was that was like this wall had been broken like i'm like one why two how do you know about it three <laughs> what are you doing four why and it, it was just like so you guys talk about movies huh and i'm like yeah, <laughs> we do. And he's like, well, it was real interesting. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting is the worst thing you yeah. can hear. I, oh, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. I was like, you don't have to listen to it. I. Th- that's what I tell people. Did you people, see him like, Ooh. It was kind of like, you have no obligation. I'm not at, no one's asking you to yeah. listen to it. It's the, There's no family obligation. Like, my wife doesn't listen to it. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Part of me, like, I don't. I, okay, so I don't mind, like. If you listen to the podcast and then I meet you, because yeah. mm-hmm. that means like you're already into it. I don't yes. have to like I don't have to try to sell it exactly. to you. Yeah. I don't have to tell you that I do it and then you go find it and then you just we never talk about it again and I never see you again. Right. Um, I forgot where I was. Oh, my brother-in-law listens to the podcast. Oh, he likes it. I don't know how, but because um, <laughs> we're fucking awesome. I mean, yeah, it's just it's just awkward that somebody that I. I know. I was like, "Hey, I've, I've had that multiple times." Where someone's just like randomly listen to your podcast. Oh, like, oh, oh no! Oh no! Dear God, no! It's just like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to face anybody who who listens to it. And I hate telling people in person about it. Like, yeah. I'm the worst proselytizer. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just yeah. Like, like, I like anti sell people well, on it. Like, I, here's what I usually here's what what I've learned works the best when someone kind of like in a roundabout way hears that I do a podcast and they come up and ask me about it. I will just say like. Yeah, it's about bad movies, but it's a little esoteric, and I just like, and I like, you know, I'm not sure it's going to be for you. And I figure 
Nine times out of ten, that means they have to go look up the word esoteric, <laughs> and it'll it'll distract them from even looking up our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, me, it's whenever someone finds out, they're like, "Oh man, you got to watch Zardos," you know, or it's like, "Oh no," I'm like, yeah. "Okay," they, you know, it, it, it's tough because I think a lot of times people that when I'm like, "Yeah, we watch you know B movies and bad movies," and they're like, "Oh, bad movies, Sharknado, oh, right?" Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like it's it's like it's tough to explain like what we do. Yeah. You know, it's like we've, we've almost pushed ourselves so far into a niche of like, we watch the bad stuff, but we want to find what's good in it. Mm -hmm. We don't want to watch it and be like, yeah, that sucks. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it? You know? And it's kind of like, yes, when we don't like something, we'll fucking go off on it. This is fine. I mean, it's more like more nine times out of 10. I get the, Oh, like Sharknado. I'm like, Oh fuck. I just, no, 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 I know. But I'm just saying like, I'm just an example of one. I think that comes up the most Kung Fury also. Yeah. All all the time. I'm like, Hey, it's not a movie. It's like 30 minutes long. (laughs) Like, yeah. And and the funny thing is like Kung Fury now, like I can't properly articulate why I don't like Kung Fury to people who like, just don't listen to the show because I come off sound like a, like a pretentious prick. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I used to be before the show started. You know, you sound because... like Professor fucking hipster of, of bad moviedom when you try to explain to somebody yeah, why but, like, you don't like, want to watch yeah. Sharknado. Like, no, your reach has to exceed your grasp. You can't be trying to be bad. You mm-hmm. have to be aiming for good and f- just missing, and then like trying to grab the ledge and just falling and landing on your face. Like that's how it has to work. It can't be like I'm gonna jump down there. Look, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you have to be like, it has to be a natural fail video. You can't go like, hey, guys, watch this fail. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yes. <laughs> like, that's the most concise way I can say mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we're glad, like, uh, yeah. No, this we, is, we're this glad is... we can consider ourselves internet yeah. friends. Yes. That. And I, and I, well, I think, I think BJ brought it back around to, to sincerity uh, at some point during our jokes, but agreed. That was a nice email. Yeah. It was very nice. Yeah. We got plenty more of those. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, next one up from Jens. Oh, oh hi, Jens. Uh, no. <laughs> Jens, who has shared uh, multiple meals with us. He has. Has he? When we've been in Atlanta. No, has he's he not shared a well, single no, meal with us. No. Not, a we kept our, <laughs> not a month. Okay, fine. Well, no. We no, kept our hands that. away from the food when he was reaching for oh, it. I will say but. the last... Was it the last time that we shared yeah. a meal with Jens? Uh-huh. Um, Y'all went to the bistro. That's yeah, true. we, we went That's to the true. we that, went to the Alsatian we, place. That and, one and we savored a little. We did. So Jens is capable of savoring a meal. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Yeah, and we I, did I, share. All I know is the first time we ate with him, he was like a starved prisoner. He was like, "Oh my god, food!" And yeah. it was just gone. I was like, he still "Slow is. down, man! You scared <laughs> yeah. me." I, I think I, I, when you said we shared a meal, I was thinking of sort of like when something travels yeah. light speed, like it's here and here uh, at the same time, <laughs> and it's just like Yin sits down and there's food, and then it's gone. And I yes, was like, "Oh, it, so there's did we share a meal? Involved? I don't, yeah, I don't know, no. <laughs> but no, but <laughs> Yen's eats fast. <laughs> yeah. yes. okay. That's the backstory. Yeah. But no, we have broken bread. Yes, yes, we have broken yeah. bread with Yen's, and then the bread was gone. And and he said, "Here's to ten years." Sorry for the last minute email. I was utterly unprepared for your 10th anniversary, even though I've been following y'all for most of it. There are too many favorites to mention from the mainline show. Almost all of them bags, because that's the kind of content I naturally gravitate towards. But I think my favorite BAMcast thing of them all won't surprise you one bit. That's right. It's your Torchwood coverage. (laughs) From everyone's utter disbelief at Owen's shenanigans to Mackie's Gwen impressions to everyone's puppy dog affection for Reese. All of them leading to increasingly deep and insane in-jokes as the series goes on. It has been pure, unadulterated joy from the start. I admit with shame that I will sometimes fall behind on your regular show and even regular Doctor Who you 
but every time a Torchwood episode comes out, it becomes my highest priority content consumption item. So thank you for all the content creation, and I hereby toast another 10 years of delicious content. Peace, love, and all that jazz, listener Jens, sent from my trans-dimensional ghost machine. And he said content multiple times because I was <laughs> ranting about that on Twitter the other day. Content. That when we decided anything we like is labeled content, we content. destroyed delicious all value content. it had whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Sweet, delicious content. Yeah. I don't know. Makes yeah. me content. Um, but yes Homonyms He must be enjoying this season of Torchwood Where Mm -hmm. because of my schedule it's been like Oh we can only do one episode this week Mm -hmm. Stretches the Torchwood Yeah like a good. So he's gotten a lot of Torchwood and man Yeah Oh sweet big beautiful Reese Oh Reese Reese. what a the world's most beautiful man Reese I have no idea what's going on here Uh, He's a saint he's an angel and a saint He'll never leave us Um I want to say uh, thank you, Jens, for the kind words. Um, also, I'm just going to go ahead and plug Jens's podcast, The Goldsmith Odyssey. It is a extremely well-researched, thought-out, and produced uh, journey through the musical career of Jerry Goldsmith. Mm-hmm. And um, Jens uh, and his co-host Clark and Yavar, I believe, um, mm-hmm. are incredibly thoughtful and smart about that, uh, about uh, soundtracks and uh, music in general, and they have some really good guests that do some uh, that, that they've gotten some really great interviews out of. And uh, so, just go listen to it. It's called the uh, Goldsmith Odyssey. Yeah, plus proof that Jens doesn't sound anything like our impression. Yeah, no, he does not. He yeah. sounds like a normal human being. I just make him sound like this because it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is it? Yes. <laughs> it, it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time. Yeah. Well, I've already I've, I've I've told him multiple times. Whenever they get to Alien, they're going in chronological order. They're still in like the early '60s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might they, not have even made out of doing the late like TV 50s. episodes and stuff. Yeah. But I was like, when you get to Alien, I know it's going to be a four-hour episode, but I'm going to be on that fucking episode. Good. Because we have to talk about both soundtracks for Alien. Yes. I didn't know there was more than one soundtrack. Apparently, I'm not a super fan. He did the original. He did an original score, and they basically Scrubbed said, it. "Nah." They said, "Get the fuck out." Yeah. Oh. Okay. The new the Jens and I will end up debating uh, which one's better. He Ooh. thinks the original is. I think the one that ran with the actual movie is much better. Hmm. It's more sparse. It's more creepy. Mm-hmm. And the original was like basically designed to be. Um, like a counterpoint to the movie almost like here's all this horrible stuff. And then here's this beautiful music over it. Whereas no, they're like, no, that doesn't work, which I, that is what I feel. But anyway, yeah. Save it for the, yeah. In like four years (laughs) when they get there. Yeah. But I was like, I need to be on it. Damn it. Anyway, thanks Jens. I need to be on it. (laughs) Other and gremlins. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Got to get that gremlins rag going. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next one up. Evan. Hey, a lot, Evan. Of, a lot of regular live stream people here. Sure. I like it. Uh, Evan, the best of 10 years. Mm-hmm. Hey, crew. Hmm. Find my favorite BMF moment is hard. There are just so many great memories. Harlow's hatred for buddies. <laughs> Chuck's love for buddies. Yay. Mackie's hatred for Queen. BJ's love for artillery and Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I'd have to say a favorite moment of mine would, <laughs> great, would be when you guys had a big Pat Buttram sound off. Real rewind <laughs> material. Stay awesome, guys. Evan. Uh, yeah. I... I I don't remember what launched that, but we have since turned it into our voice for the chicken tenders (laughs) place in in Orlando. I I, I hate to say it, but I'm pretty sure I know what it is. 
I'm pretty sure it was the the show or the movie White Fury. Oh yeah, because <laughs> we had White Fury. Pretty sure that's what set it off. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, because we said that dumb title and, nine and we usually, times. Yeah, well, we it's always before the live stream starts. We end up saying that somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, we get some really uh, we get some we jokes probably, off like, before the live stream. Yeah, starts. like if he could edit the footage down. Of just uh, like if that's on the recording of just us going, why free? Oh, like oh, sure. hours yeah. long. We don't, we don't have enough stuff on the internet. We, we yeah. Yeah. To the rest cut, of our lives. A yeah. super cut of us just saying, why yeah. fury? Sure. That would play well in today's environment. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, it would. And that's what's really yeah, that's, disgusting. That's yeah. actually, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. But thanks. <laughs> Join us on our next podcast, the Alt Right Movie Night. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No, we it's this, a subversive. Thing. We give this gonna... five Obamas. <laughs> it's the worst. Five Obamas. <laughs> five Husseins. Because <laughs> no one sane would watch this. Damn, oh Dumbo. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, I forgot about that one. It's so good. It's so dumb. I, uh, anyway. I love how early on we had like no political content whatsoever. Right, there wasn't any there, reason to. Everything yeah. was fine. I know. I know. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, this, this world's yeah, happening. Just think, Obamacare hadn't even happened when we started this. Yeah, and now look where we are. Yeah, oh, Obama had happened. Yeah. No, he had. Yeah, yeah. I had to it, think about it yours. Just happened. It just happened. It just became a thing. <laughs> it just became a thing. All right, uh, Obama's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Robin. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, didn't do the Sean Connery voice. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, next one up is uh, from Jason from Dallas. It says, 10 years. <laughs> That's how the title was written. Yeah. There was an exclamation point. Okay. Well, good. 10 years. All right. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> Chuck. Stop. Stop saying the name of the email. I'm trying to read the entire email. I have to start. I can't finish if I don't start. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sorry. Jason from Dallas here. Over all the years listening, I wanted to say I'm thankful for a few things. First, theme months. April, August, and of course, black exploitation, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. Two, teaching me the phrase, Chuck Fine. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I love slash hate you for the 1990 theme year. Yeah. There are too many shows out there that go in with a negative outlook or the intention to bag on a movie, and I appreciate that you approach any movie you watch with the intent to try and have fun with it. It's been a great ride. Crash and Bird, Jason from Dallas. Thanks, Jason. Uh, 1990 year, I... God, we, we spent a whole year this is on a theme. <laughs> and see, and this, didn't tell anybody about it until uh, like four months uh, into it. Three quarters some, especially me. Some rando me, on Twitter tell me. figured it out in like July, and that guy never wrote us again. Yeah, He's like, you guys doing all 1990 this year? We're like, yeah, somebody yes. nailed it. Yes. And then like, Bye. and then we told BJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, all right, secret's out. We just, it was a social experiment. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. It was great. Yeah. It was wonderful. I, I just still bitter. About honestly, <laughs> a little bit. A yeah. Little, little bit. <laughs> a little bitter. Honestly, I think that's like the advantage of our audience being like small enough that it's not like not a huge thing where people would like fucking revolt if we were suddenly, you know, if we had like, you know, millions of listeners and they were like, all right, guess what? 1990 for an entire year. Yeah. They, but people would be like, fuck all of you. Yeah. Fuck, this is what the is worst. wrong with you? Oh, the months would make people mad if we did 
had a big enough audience. Like four movie, four or five movies in a row on the same thing. Fuck. I don't know. Like, yeah, but, but you know, none of our listeners complain about no, it. No, I know. No, like, but that's that's the, that I know the value of having the size of our show, like of our listenership, yeah. is like they're they'll they're willing to go there. I would like to think that like that people that are willing to listen to us, and we've probably reached all of them by now, um, <laughs> are just like. Are just those kind of people that like, oh yeah, they want to do a theme month. That's dumb. Fucking go with it. And mm-hmm. we get, we still get theme month suggestions all the time. Like in the Discord, we'll come up with stupid theme months. March to Costco's. Yeah, April. Well, that was mine. But um, <laughs> that's all. John, that's all John Cusack. <laughs> yeah, it's all John Cusack vape movies. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> no, of course not. But I didn't want a year of nineteen ninety movies either. But here we are. I, I, I'm, I love that we did that. Honestly, because we would not have gotten to shit like Dragon Fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We would have never, nope. ever, like, found the time for Dragon Fight. We did a deep dive on the shitty movies of 1990, and there were some real gems in there. Yeah. Stuff we would have yeah. never, ever, ever watched. I joke, but I'm glad we did it, because it's super dumb. And, like... Yep. That's what we're about. Nobody, <laughs> like, there's not going to be another podcast that does but that. But the thing about it is that everything we watched was so varied. It's not like it was just... Not everything felt like a 1990 movie. Yeah. And we were just, there were so many different genres and stuff that we were watching. It it wouldn't have been obvious to anybody because everything was so different. Well, like, other than we, we kept changing our theme month. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, right. yeah, yeah, we, we, do, did, do we that. did April, but it was like... It was just one movie. We did, well, we did April O'Neil. <laughs> right. We did Kid and Play April. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was the, uh, that yes. was like... that. I think that was like... A- the, April, we changed the, the theme that, every... That, that's what it was. Like, by the time we got to April, we were like, how is nobody figuring out that every movie's from 1990? <laughs> and they were like, let's fuck with them and say we're doing a theme month and it changes every week and then they'll have to reevaluate what it is we're doing and maybe they'll realize they're all from 1990. <laughs> yep. We thought we were leaving breadcrumbs, yeah. but we were just leaving dirt. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Bags, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just had a goose follower. So yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Nice breadcrumb. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, Jason, thank you very much for the beer. Jason sent me a beer and it was amazing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there's a like a, a special release beer. None of you guys like beer. So. Fuck, where's my beer? I, I oh, yeah, beer. I like beer. Yeah. Oh, you don't beer. You don't like beer. Like beer. Like beer. <laughs> the only one that doesn't like beer. I like beer. This is a okay. tip for Tad. I'm sending him a special beer. For okay. Him. Oh, oh, okay. yeah. You're sending him. Here. But if everyone tip? wants to send me bourbon, <laughs> yes. I'll I'll gladly drink that. Yeah, yeah. send us bourbon. Yep. Sure. Send us anything. I mean, well, no, not anything. <laughs> Just send us. Honestly, like. If you want to send us stuff, let us know that you want to send us stuff um, because we can receive stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truer words yeah, have yeah. never been That's spoken. That's called consent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, next up is uh, Josh, a.k.a. Late Elf. Oh. It says, 10th anniversary. Hail Bavcasters. It's Hail. the aluminum Hi. anniversary, whatever the hell that is. So I hope you bought yourself something nice and shiny. You deserve it. You guys have seen and done it all from Deathstalker to Battle of the Rock Lords to, hey, did those newsies ever get out of the jungle? Anyway, please continue to do what you love and provide us with inappropriate laughter we might have to explain later. Thank you for 10 years of great content in quotation marks. <laughs> P.S. The Appleseed episode still rules. D-Tank! <laughs> all Laid I remember off. about Appleseed. D-Tank. The Apple yeah. episode also rules. That's where I thought he was going with that. <laughs> yes. I still I need to, to watch that. Into song. You should really watch well, the Well, you apple. can't get the apple without the apple seed. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's true. It's true. Which came first, that. the apple or the apple seed? We did, <laughs> we did, we did have apple seed like a long time ago. The yeah. apple it, wasn't it was, that long. That was the, the actual anime. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. so long ago that we for years have been like, no, we're not doing anime again. <laughs> we might watch good anime movies for the second half, mm-hmm. but yeah, we're not no. going to try to find bad anime movies because it's just a it's an oxymoron. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, you want to do another voicemail? Yes, I do. Sure. So, uh, Taylor from Seattle. Okay. Hey, Taylor from Seattle here. Uh, ten goddamn years. Holy shit. And I realize I've been listening for seven. That's nearly a quarter of my life. Holy shit. Well, glad to have y'all in it. Um, keep up the good work. Here's to another ten years and, uh, can't wait for Mackie's wife's podcast once the, uh, Great Florida Cataclysm hits. <laughs> It's unfortunate we're in this universe and not Chuck 2 universe, but it is what it is. <laughs> Crash and burn. Taylor out. Uh, Jen will never have a podcast. No? She hates the sound of her own voice. That's why she refused to ever... What you like, like, I was going to say, be, she was on this podcast was, numerous times. I was going to yeah. say, what you don't realize is how many episodes she, she was a part of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, early on, she was over all the time. Yeah. We used to, didn't we actually used to give ratings from Silent Gen? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. yeah. She and was, the she Asian correspondent. Yeah. Yep. She, and she would hold up fingers. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Or yeah. she would draw on Usually her on the one, whiteboard. maybe two, but. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we still have on the whiteboard the yeah. drawing from. Uh, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Yeah. Where right. the octopus is holding onto the sub. Yeah. yeah. But it's a, a $5 foot long. Yes. Yeah. And then she was still coming when we were, when we started live streaming and she would sit under the camera. So no one knew she was there. Yeah. And I think one or two times you would see like a hand come out to show the rating and that was mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been on the show a lot. Yeah, but she just, no, you won't, you won't hear her because she just, and I'm like, well, you don't really have to listen to your own voice, you know? Yeah, no. Unless you edit it and then, yeah. No. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Don't ever try to edit a solo podcast either. Mm, It'll worst. drive you insane. Yeah. Your own voice and your own vocal tics will drive you insane. Yep. Yep. Ask me how <laughs> I know. I had to, um, I did some voice work for, for work actually. And um, I had to edit my own voice for like, I don't know. I, I, I was working on it for like two hours and I just, when I was done, I saved the file. I threw my headphones <laughs> and I just walked outside and stood outside mm. For like 15 minutes, just listening to silence. It's weird. I It never bothered me editing my own parts when I was doing our collective thing. Mm-hmm. But like he said, doing it completely solo, that's what was maddening. Because like not having any play off of anybody and trying to be coherent and, I don't know, entertaining with yeah. like, without too, with like not too much pause and not one of those like, we cut after every word. So it just sounds like one giant run on sentence, you know, things that people do mm-hmm. with podcasts. It's like yeah, that auto side. edit yeah. thing that removes the gaps. Yeah. Oh. oh, it's the worst. Yeah, that's why every single solo Patreon thing we started, <laughs> we ended. Yeah, pretty much. Because we all can't stand our own voices. Me, it wasn't that. It was just time. Yeah, I know. It was I couldn't edit at work anymore because they took away audition. And I was like, well, fuck, I can't do that. And I also realized like that errors were getting out. Mm-hmm. Like I'd, I'd, I'd rearrange a sentence because I just the dog would interrupt me or something and then I'd restart it. And then I'd realize like the part I cut out, I never pasted back in. So like, I would be like, well, that sounds really weird. Like when I'd actually listen back to the podcast to try and QA it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh, this is driving me crazy. Yeah. I need to, I, one day I'll get back to it. Sorry, patrons. Yeah. We spent all that money on that box set. 
I was going oh, and I was going to so give that away money. when I was done. <laughs> it's so much money. Yeah, it's yeah. Well. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> next one up is Kyle. Hi, Kyle. AKA uh, Marvel Zombie Six Sixteen. Are I we don't sure know we if don't want to read for that the chat. Is the last? Right, one? You want me to read that later? Oh, no, it's okay. after eleven o'clock. He, if he's yeah, if here. Kyle's not here now, yeah. he's never going to be here. Right. But uh, Kyle says, "Congrats, thanks." Hey, Bamfcast, Kyle here. Congratulations on ten freaking years. Looking back, I'd have to say my favorite moments would be when a movie surprises the shit out of you and gets a unanimous five jocks. The Punisher nineteen eighty nine is a great example. I also love the detention episode for all the what the fuck did I just watch and why do I love it so much. <laughs> And the puns, all the puns, especially when the puns start to irritate each other. <laughs> Sincerely, thanks for all the laughs over the years. I've discovered some truly amazing bad movies because of you guys. I can't express enough how you truly make my day when an episode drops. You've pulled me out of some dark days and left me with a smile. So thanks again for all the hard work. Crash and burn, Kyle. Kyle is the world's biggest Punisher fan, so it's no surprise that he likes the Punisher episode. Well, and I'm, episode. I'm glad it ended up being a... Uh, a five jocks episode. Yeah. Dolph Can't balls. Spell Punisher without Dolph balls. No, no, that was not. I thought Dolph Balls was uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo. It, it was. No. Uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo. He was in the sewer in the Punisher. Mm-hmm. And you, mm-hmm. Showdown in Little Tokyo is a Dolph Balls. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yep. Uh, there were Dolph Balls in the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> there there might have been. That might have been Dolph Balls round two. I'm going to look it up now. <laughs> gonna, I'm going I'm to Google Dolph Balls. I hope you know that. I'm telling know, you, it's, it's Showdown in Little Tokyo. I know that's the episode title, so. Uh-oh. Have you Googled Clowndo oh, yet? I'm to about keep to be proven our, wrong, our, aren't I? Our rating? I, but there's the tension. You can cut it with a knife. <laughs> How fast can a man Google? It was the name of the episode, wasn't it? Ah, oh, come on. I know. Come on. <laughs> I know I coined the phrase, come on. but. Oh, <laughs> Looks like the chat may have. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't the title of any episode. <laughs> oh. now, uh, according to Taylor in the chat, there were Dolph Balls on the Punisher. That's he was in the sewer naked near yes. the end of the movie. Was he was that that after? Did we do Showdown in Little Tokyo? No, Punisher we did Punisher. I think first. Showdown in Little Tokyo was okay. We're confusing it because Brandon Lee tells him that he has the biggest dick he's ever seen. Yeah, yeah. that may be. But yes. I remember I thought it specifically was like he was Some like meditating backlit, or something. Yeah, yeah, that's what I remember. And Dolph it was Balls like from. there was like a silhouette of Dolph Balls. There was a silhouette of he Dolph was, Balls. He was he was he was in his humble abode in the sewer in the Punisher where he lived. And he was meditating, and there were golf balls. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I just remember meditating, and like I feel so very of... strongly about where he was I... saw his balls. <laughs> I just did a Google search, and I'm sorry, but we have an episode named Philip the Cyborg. And <laughs> that cracks me up. <laughs> what? I don't even know what movie it is. But we named an episode Philip the Cyborg. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with this? How uh, are we still doing? Oh, the only- cyborg cop. <laughs> His name was Philip. Yeah. The Philip only the reason that, <sighs> that we're still doing this is because, <laughs> well, for one, patrons pay for all of our hosting. We all have jobs. If we had to like make money at this, we would have been done in seven episodes. <laughs> I, I, have, I, I have to admit, coming up with episode titles used to be my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, man. Oh, wow. All right. And uh, once again, Kyle mentions that, like, you know, that you make my day when an episode drops. And that shit, like, really resonates with me. Like, I yeah. I don't follow podcasts quite as closely, like, quite closely enough. But there is other stuff that, um, you know, that 
that I found that I get excited about that gets me through the day. And to know that we're that to other people is um, is really humbling and really touching. And I'm I'm glad that we can be there for you guys. It it yeah. it makes all the difference in the world to actually hear about it. You know, I know that some of you guys have said that said similar things before, but every time I hear it, I just it makes me glad that we do what we do. Well, it's knowing that we've made someone's day a little better. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if we never heard that kind of thing, it would be like, well, what? The, why are we? We're just in this room joking with each other for our own benefit. Which yeah, is you fine. are here for like the first 40 episodes where we're just like <laughs> begging, like, please email something. We'll send you a movie. We'll send you a DVD. All you have to do is email us. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. And uh, next up, Steve, like the bird heron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tells his 10 motherfucking years with a Z. Oh. Uh, Bamfcast, I have no idea how y'all did it. 10 years of podcasting is a goddamn miracle, but I'm sure as hell glad that you did. Here's three cheers to the best damn podcast I know, and here's hoping for 10 year, ten more years kicking bad movies' asses. Crash and Burn, Steve Like the Bird, sent via one of those oversized greeting cards that have confetti and play Buster Dexter's Hot, Hot, Hot. <laughs> Whether or not it has a kitten wearing a funny hat on the front, I'll leave up to your imagination. It does. <laughs> Poindexter? You just said Buster Dexter. Buster, it is Buster Dexter. Buster Dexter. <laughs> uh, he wrote Buster, Buster. Dexter. Oh. Maybe Dexter. it's a different hot, hot, hot. I don't know. Oh, oh no. It's the same hot, hot, hot. But it's Steve's a youngin'. So here's he, a fun, he wasn't yeah, there. That's here's true. A, here's he, a fun he was, fact. He was a zygote when we started We this. have been doing this show for half of Steve's life. Yeah. Mm. Is it only half? I feel like, yeah. I, I think it may be slightly more than half of Steve's <laughs> life. We've been doing this show for longer than half of the time Steve has been and, on this planet. Mm-hmm. And Steve did note in the chat that The Punisher was his first episode. Oh, okay. so he wouldn't know that the balls were right there. Mm-hmm. He so should know. That kind right of thing there. sticks with you. Yeah. Dolph balls. Especially as a young, impressionable youth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a young man of 10. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years. Uh, we're 457 mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised that we've kept up. 45 episodes, 45.7 episodes a year. Yeah. Yeah. We don't take like, that many off. We really. don't take episodes off. It changed off. a little bit recently because we don't try and cram no quarters into the same week. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah we to, started doing three in one most yeah, months. That's, I think, we had our average up for a while, and I think that's brought our average down a well, little bit. What, but, for about six months to a year, we did like alternating weeks. Yeah. So that really fucked our numbers yep. up for a while. Yeah. Well, in the first year was just all over the place, yeah. too, because there, there were some weeks where we wouldn't have anything, and then mm-hmm. there'd be three episodes in one week, yeah. and yeah. yeah. And then finally, we're like, no, we need to just put them out on Fridays. Mm-hmm. But that whole schedule is why, like, uh, Raptor Island got just trashed, because we were just like, this episode sucks. Yeah. We're not putting it out. It did. It was like, bad movies, nothing. Good day, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 25 minutes of us yeah. trying to figure out how to say, eh. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that made us stay away from sci-fi channel movies for a long time. And we still do now, for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. We did, eh, we did that Ron Perlman one. Yeah. The Monkey Island. Or yeah, whatever, we paid for it. Whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. <laughs> Is there, did it have a secret? Secret of Monkey Island? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Whatever that baboon movie was. I know. I, I We invited Le Chuck. Fuck, I can't. Oh, shit. I never thought about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Jay from Vegas says a decade of BMF. Hey, BMF crew. Hey. Jig is here. And back when I started listening to the Banffcast, I was Jay from California and it was 2011. 
At the time, I carried a torch for a movie I saw on HBO as a kid. No one ever mentioned it. Few people heard of it. And when I heard you guys scream, fucking robot jocks, I knew this was my podcast. All these years later, I feel like I've come to know you guys and your taste in movies to the point where I feel like you get my taste in movies for the most part. You guys never got on my Bollywood kick because of the absurd length of those movies, but you also shared so many great movies with me like Stunt Rock and Omega Cop. I don't know how much time you all have left in you as so many podcasts I love are dropping (laughs) off, but I'm going to support you and promote you until you make your final jocks or bags ratings on this, the 10th anniversary of BMF cast. Can I get a fucking robot jocks? Crash and Burn Jay sent from the iPod Nano. I used to listen to the first 50 episodes of the BAMF cast. We're going to do this on three. Yep. One. Wait, wait, one, two, three, and then go? One, or two, three, on three? Go. <laughs> Cut the red wire. One, two, three. Fucking robot jocks! It's been a while. Thank Sorry. You. There you go. I, we suggest you take your headphones off. Probably should have said that before <laughs> no. we did that. Oh, yeah, by the way, we did. And they knew it was coming. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You might want to rewind and yeah. take your headphones off. <laughs> <laughs> rewind and also turn yeah. your car stereo down. <laughs> Just blow it out. Yeah. We did destroy someone's car stereo, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> what? Right in if you were that person whose car stereo we destroyed with well, screaming about robot jocks. Yeah. A man destroyed his colon. <laughs> so that's about that happened our, our on a train. one rant. And now has a semicolon. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, all right. Uh we got one more. Okay. All right. This one's from Wendy, aka uh uppercut fist wizard uh on the Discord. And she says, for 10 years, Bamfcast, a decade of excellence. There's something to be said for how important something as simple as a podcast can be in our lives. I've been a longtime listener to Bamfcast since 2012, when I had to have something to keep me from jumping out of the window on a bus trip from Delaware to upstate New York in high school. I listened to a lot of different podcasts, but the Bamfcast was one of the only ones that stuck with me. You guys always seem to be having fun, laughing, and taking joy in movies that range from forgotten to despised to over the top and hammy. Bamfcast was and still is a constant in my library, and it has come with me to college in New England, to vacation at the beach, and on all the plane, train, and automobile rides in between. Even when I was fighting through depression, you guys were one of my go-to sources for positivity and smiles. You may not be the only podcast I listen to, but you are by far my favorite. Here's to another 10 years of crappy movies and great shows. Wendy, aka Uppercut Fist Wizard. P.S. Here's a pic of me and my bro. He loves the show as well, and we've had a lot of fun times listening together. And she's got a picture of them both. And it's very nice. It is very sweet. I saw that picture when it came in. Yep. We are but, happy to have you along. Yeah, but thanks, Wendy. Sorry. Thanks sorry for we listening. We went through our little dips and uh, I'm not going to say depression because that's uh, callous. But yeah. <laughs> our, our little dips in uh, being less than happy. But we, we try. Yeah. We try to put all the the ills of the world behind us and come in and have a good time every week because mm-hmm. it's, it's the one time we can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, honestly, like yes. there was there was a moment um, during Black Exploitation History Month. I, I don't even remember which one it was. I think it was the first one we watched, um, uh, Black Eye. Yeah, where I had just had like the shittiest day at work, like just fucking horrible. I think I didn't even get here till like almost like eight o'clock, mm-hmm. and you guys had to wait for me, you mm-hmm. know, before we could do anything. And there was something about just watching that movie. And being like, you know, suddenly I'm in the 70s with all these cool, cool people. And like, suddenly none of that shit mattered to me anymore. Like none of the 
utter bullshit I had to put up with for the entire day mattered. And it was just like watching the movie with you guys. And I could forget all of that stuff. And I hope that's kind of what people are getting out of listening to us. I mean, <laughs> it sounds like making us more important than we are, but you know, I like just, it just your I troubles hope, for yeah, a I couple hope of it hours. makes people happy to listen to us. And that's yeah. why I enjoy doing it. And Make I know it. because like there's weeks where I miss and I'm like, every once in a while I'll be like, okay, well I f- I'm finally home and I'll pop on the live stream and I'm like, Oh, I would have had a joke right there. You know, like there's like, I'll listen to you guys. And it's like, I just want to jump in and it's like, fuck, I can't cause mm-hmm. I'm not there. Mm-hmm. And like they, it hurts to miss episodes because I've, I feel like I've missed out on that thing every week when I'm not there for it. Yeah. Well, I, I will say when I listened uh, to the live stream when I was away and you guys did the, uh, the last dragon mm-hmm. that that was that was that was joyous from afar because i it was like i don't know it was just like long distance synchronicity you know mm-hmm. well, it was like three people who finally watched one of your favorite movies of all time and and, and it, were and on it, the same page yeah. yeah well i mean yeah. you're the one who chose not to be here for it well i know i, 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 <laughs> you just, know? I just knew I, i'm just saying I, could, I just knew i couldn't be like it's yeah yeah it was it was too dangerous yeah. to, to be no, no here. it's not it's not even that like i mean I, I you don't didn't know. want to influence. I mean, or... no. I was just saying, like, imagine if, like, we were like, have one. Not that it's a bad movie, but like, we're gonna watch Gremlins. Well, you've seen it how many times in your life? And like, hey. you'd be like, yeah. And then, this, and then, like, someone would say something even ever slightly off, and you'd be like, no, this happens then, and then this, and it's like, okay, you you know this too well. well honestly, whereas like, we've all seen it for the first time. Oh, well, that's how we could do like the Cinescrote episode mm-hmm. on Empire Strikes Back because it's like I know that fucking movie by heart. That's why like, we picked that movie. Yeah, yeah, because it was just like we don't even need to think about any sequence of anything you know we could just go and then go and go and go for like four hours of recording and editing down to 45 minutes but i mean it's that kind of thing like i i would have been the pedantic guy like no you're getting this out of order and he actually said exactly this and you know like that Mm -hmm. because i've seen it so many goddamn times yeah yeah you know making your way in the world today (laughs) takes everything you've got Mm -hmm. (laughs) taking a break from all your worries it sure would help a lot Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you like to get away? I would, actually. <laughs> Listen to our fucking podcast every week. <laughs> <laughs> and cheers for doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't want to sound like what we do is important. It's not. It's yeah. it's cathartic for us because we all enjoy each other's company and we all have the same sense of humor and can, you know, play off each other and everything. And we genuinely enjoy watching the movies that we watch for the most part. I think mm-hmm. we curate them pretty well. Um but honestly, to to distract someone from what's bothering them for an hour and a half, two hours a week or whatever, and then maybe also what we're talking about inspires them to go watch it, you know, if they haven't seen it or want to see it again, that's another hour and a half that they have now are able to pull away from whatever the stupid world is doing. That's, I mean, it it, it seems more important now than it did early on. Yeah. Like early on, it was just like, ah, you know, everyone's on the Internet talking about movies. And now it's like, yeah, everyone needs a distraction. And hopefully you like our brand of distraction. Yeah, that's what I meant, really, when I was saying, like, I just hope that like that month or two where we adjusted <laughs> to our our new shit world, uh, our new permanent alternate reality thing. And, you know, I think we all just kind of I don't know if we ever even really talked about it. But we were just kind of like we're like, no, we need to get back to like just fucking forget it. Watch the movie, make jokes. 
You know what I mean? I think we kept it all in like the live stream stuff outside yeah. the yeah, show that, and I mean, on like the bonus thing. Yeah, I'm just saying like we had to get back to like now just like forget all that, like watch the movie, talk about the movie, make the old jokes. It did get well, us I, to start drinking on air. I, I, well, I was going to say, I do, I do feel like along the way, I do feel like, I mean, everybody does. I feel like we, we've grown, like we've learned things are not okay to joke about on the, on the long yeah. way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, so. there's definitely stuff I regret saying sure. in early episodes. Well, but my it's first like, episode, the Deathstalker yeah. episode, there's not a chance we would be making those jokes today. That's a funny episode, and I, it's hard to detach from because mm-hmm. it was my first episode, and... A fucking uh, hilarious experience here in the room yeah. but not a chance in hell we would be saying 75 percent of the things we said in that episode mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing that's just like okay look we understand that this is not a thing that should be joked about and yeah. well we're, and we're just not going to joke about it because it's a, it's a matter of not wanting to exclude people absolutely who didn't disqualify themselves yes so to speak like because like you know Obviously, if you read our iTunes reviews, like people who are Trump voters probably are like, fuck these guys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, fuck you, too. I mean, honestly, (laughs) like, fuck you. Um, But I I mean, and the way I see it is you've disqualified yourself. And if if that matters that much to you, then that's fine. We'll part ways. It's no hard feelings. But like, you know, if you're gay or if you're transsexual or whatever, I don't ever want you to feel like. I'm picking on you or I'm punching down at you or anything like that. Right. And I know there's stuff that I said early on that probably came off that way because, you know, I, it took me a long time to realize how that behavior sucks. Well, sure. And even, you just, know? even just a phrase, like, I mean, I, I don't know how to say it, but like, you can't say trainees, a, a, a bad thing to say. That's not the way to refer to somebody. Yeah. Like that is becoming derogatory term. Right. It's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a thing that was like, it was a term used colloquially that has turned into like a that you know it's like yeah a thing that even five ten years ago suddenly was like no we need to start stop saying that word or something like that you know well, so just saying that you know oh that's gay or you yeah, know you know, oh yeah. that scene was the r word or you know stuff like that was mm-hmm. so common in like the mid 2000s like right. no one was batting an eye at it because most people saying it didn't mean it in a derogatory way right. not towards those that particular it, group of individuals. Yes, right. but yeah. it yeah. just it just became a thing of oh okay this is offensive to people so yeah, just, we're gonna f- just find another word we didn't mm-hmm. we didn't mean it that way but also we're not gonna double down on it because that's what terrible people do mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna just stop saying it we'll we'll yeah. say something yeah. else to convey the same exact thought because that's the beauty of the English language there are 19 words for every one meaning mm-hmm. <laughs> and you could just pick another one yeah and I hate to say but like when you hear someone accuse people of being SJWs or whatever mm-hmm. they're basically saying I want to be shitty to strangers exactly and why are you trying to stop me mm-hmm. yeah. like I want the freedom to be awful yeah I, I want the freedom to to make fun of people who aren't like me mm-hmm. I, and I, I don't I, ever want to I, I don't ever want to come off as being like that that mm-hmm. I that I'm you know excluding people i i I guess i'm I'm trying to be so accepting that i would even go one step further and believe me this is a hard one this is a hard step to make i i wouldn't even discount all quote-unquote trump voters because i feel like some people made it for might have voted for the wrong reason or like as a joke or whatever i i would go so far as to say current trump supporters 
can go fuck themselves. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like if you made a mistake and you're like, I, I fiscally, this is why I think it makes sense or whatever. But it's like, if you're still on board with it at this point, you, you've doubled down. You've doubled down, and yeah. you, yeah, you need to take a look in a mirror for a, a period of time. Actually, maybe you need to stop looking in a mirror. That's probably a problem. Yeah, but but you know what? <laughs> then, look outside yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. look yeah. through a window. Try try a window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then you don't need to listen to us. And and maybe there are still episodes. I'm sure there's plenty of episodes you can listen to that where you're just not going to hear any of that. You oh, know? there's lots of them where we don't yeah. make any political comments at all. But sometimes, because of the nature of the movies that we watch and the motivations of bad guys in a lot of those movies, it's like, oh, these are the people running the country now. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's easy to point that out, and it's relevant to point that out. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. No. To all this, I would just like to say, kill Whitey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's true. <laughs> or, I mean, or, or, or better yet, just sex him out of existence. Mm-hmm. I say that as a as a white man, please sexes into a a wonderful shade of gray. I've been I've been long looking forward to our beautiful mocha mocha colored future, this mm-hmm. Blue Diamond Phillips future. Yeah. I'm with it. Um, I there there was a thing that popped in my head earlier, and we're not about us being important or not like we're not i don't consider us important to the world um or even to the united states or even to our city necessarily um this room though however yeah right. very important. very important like we may not be important to the world or or the city or geopolitics or whatever but we are important to some people and um it takes a village <laughs> and that's like no, but that means something. That, that means something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it does. It yeah. means something. And there are, like, I've gone through a fair shake of, uh, not clinical or diagnosed, you know, because I'm a, a man and I'm afraid to go to a therapist, but um, I've gone through, you know, some bouts of depression and um, and other sort of not quite good times uh, in the last several years. And a lot of times I've thought about, like, I'm going to quit everything I'm doing. Like, the only thing I'm going to do is just go to my job and go home. And then I walk in the door because I, because it's either it's routine or it's, it's something that I feel like I'm obligated to do. And as soon as I sit down and start doing it, it's like, oh, no, wait, this is really good. What, like, I really enjoy this. I, if I can remember what it feels like to be in the studio or remember what it feels like to read one of those emails or to get a tweet about an episode or one of those, it reminds me of how good it is for me and how worth it it is to do it. Um, So I'm really glad that I'm (laughs) really glad that I'm still here. And I'm really glad that you guys are still here to, you know, to do this with it's, it's an awesome time. Yeah. And it's, it's, I stopped listening. What you say? (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting to me. Like, I feel like this has made me a better movie watcher mm-hmm. because I mean, before this, like I think the first episode we talk about are, but are the worst movies you've ever seen. And I think Twister was, was mine. And, and it's <laughs> like, I, it made me realize that like, there actually are no bad movies. There are just movies that don't work for you. That every movie somebody enjoys on some level, there will always be someone who's like, no, I I actually had fun with that. And except maybe dumpster baby, except maybe dumpster. Baby, yes. <laughs> yeah. However, I have, I um, have a friend who loves forbidden zone. 
thinks it's yeah. wonderful. A lot of people yeah. do. And, and that's the thing. Like we, we had that as like the worst movie we've ever seen, but it was like forbidden zone accomplishes what it sets out to do. And there's something to be said for that. It, it, we all reject it. We're like, no fuck everything about that. But it sets out, it sets out to do something and it succeeds in it. And, um, you know, when I think about myself, like watching all sorts of, you know, just like a, a, I have to watch the Oscar movies and, you know, oh, I'll watch an action movie, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll dumb myself down. You know, it's kind of like I was a very pretentious movie watcher and I was trying to get through like the AFI top 100 and like really understand all of them and how why the things that are in them worked. And there's something I'm just like, no, nah, I don't like that movie. And I'm like and, and it was more like, what's wrong with me that I don't like this movie? Mm-hmm. You know, like. Citizen Kane is the greatest movie ever. Why don't I really like it? You know, and it's like now I can see like it just didn't click. And that's what watching like a diet of having stuff that's supposed to be bad along with, you know, and I think that's why the show works is we have the second half where we talk about like everything else. Mm -hmm. And we're like, I watched this thing that was really good. And I want to talk about, you know, like early on, it was like Moon. We were the huge champions of Moon because we're like, we saw Moon. We're like, everybody needs to fucking see Moon. And I think that's why a lot of other bad movie podcasts that started around the time we did are no longer around because that was all they watched and that was their only diet. And to me, that's like the same as the person who only watches Oscar bait or, you know, Merchant Ivory stuff, you know, like it's it's like the supersize me thing where it's like, I'm doing eating nothing but shit. And like two days in, you're like, I feel like I'm going to die. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, yeah. yeah, you had <laughs> you started with a triple quarter pounder. You know, what, you know like you, I don't know if you ever watched that movie, but he started with like the worst shit on the menu, and like two days in was like, I feel like I'm going to die. It's like, yeah, no, no fucking shit, Sherlock. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I mean, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, sorry. Uh, right. Nailed it. <laughs> nice. God damn it. <laughs> nice uh, one. <laughs> yeah. I love that we can uh, fucking Kirby yeah. Puckett over here. But, but I feel like I feel like having that balance <laughs> has it. made me better at watching movies <laughs> and better at appreciating movies that accomplish what they set out to do. Because there are plenty of movies like like Bird Box. Bird Box could be about so much more, but it accomplishes what it sets out to do is make an entertaining horror type movie, mm-hmm. you know, a suspense movie. And I can be okay with that, mm-hmm. which is why my letterbox teams tends to trend very high for everything. Cause I'm like, no, that movie, they, it did what it was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have now talked late enough that Kyle has arrived in the live stream. Kyle made it. Yay. Uh, <laughs> that means Mackie needs to go. Yeah. Mm. Probably, yeah, it's yeah. like Lady Hawk when Kyle shows up, Mackie has That's to right. Go. Yes, they never the two <laughs> shall meet. Just the dis- disembodied hands, <laughs> yeah. just almost touch. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it's like comes um, an eagle. <laughs> Hawk, actually. Yeah. 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 It's right there in the title, <laughs> dumbass. Lady Eagle. Lady Am I bird. right? Durr. <sighs> God. Yeah. No, but I, I just think I, it's doing this has made me better at observing things in movies that yeah. I wouldn't have noticed before. I would have watched ready player one and been like, all right, yeah, I guess that was all right. Iron giant was kind of dumb for being in that. That probably didn't work, <laughs> you know, and not really think about like, okay, what does this movie actually stand for? Mm-hmm. And then being like, man, this movie stands for bullshit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, obviously there was some of that still there considering a uh, fast tree of life almost beat out fast five in my, uh, <laughs> That year. So oh. think about that for a minute. Yeah. That's weird. I can tell you which one I've watched more. I made the right decision. There's mm-hmm. still a pretentious film prick somewhere in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah. 
I, I, I will never deny that, but at least I can appreciate things that aren't pretentious film bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like we've said everything. Yeah, right? we have. Yeah, we have yeah. said a lot. We've been emotional. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but man, 10 years. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Like for real. Like, I don't know if you're like, saying that to us or no, to no, the like, listeners. To them, but to okay. you guys in particular. Like, thanks for continuing to want to do this. You know, because it's almost like working out. You know, it's like if you don't have a partner, you kind of like, eh. Yeah. And maybe I'll skip today. Maybe I won't. But like everyone's dedication to being here every week. You never skip leg like, from off screen day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, but thanks for being there. Thanks for being friends. Thank you. And for I mean being that. And I mean that genuinely. Like, you know, you know it's, if we had a party and invited everyone we yeah. <laughs> No, but I, I I'm trying to be serious here, damn it. But um like when you get later in life, it's harder and harder to make friends that you stick with. And to think that basically I met you guys like in my thirties and I consider us really great friends. And I think that's a rare thing to find is, you know, is meeting people new that, you know, as your life goes on that you can get along with and have yeah. fun with and be dedicated to. Yeah. Well, one of the weird things about that, like, as I've gotten older, all of my friends have kind of like, you know, we had used to have tight friend groups. We'd see each other two or three times a week and like we'd all hang out all the fucking time. And those groups have, you know, we've all sort of expanded to fill other spaces. Our lives have gotten, you know, more and more complicated or, you know, just plain older. And like, this is a great excuse for us to hang out literally every week. We hang out for an entire night every single fucking week it, we, with like the exception of two, maybe two or three weeks a year. Mm hmm. You're not yeah. gonna hang out usually Sunday afternoons too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, and we hang out all the time. And at least one or two of those weeks that we don't record, it's because we're hanging out in another city <laughs> right. together. We're going on vacation <laughs> together. Right, exactly. Yeah. I need a break from you guys. Oh, you're all here. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's fuck. do something together. <laughs> the amazing thing is we've never had a blow up. Like, yeah, there's no. never been a point where BJ and I've been like, "No, fuck you." Yeah. I mean, we do it, <laughs> we, but we joke we, about right. it. We, like, we get over it real quick, you know? It's never like, no, I'm fucking leaving and you can fuck off, yeah. you know? It, like, that's never happened with any of us. But yeah, I mean, we've never had like, fuck you guys, I'm never coming back. Yeah. There's been nothing like that. And, you know, again, I wasn't here from the beginning, but I'm eternally grateful that you guys brought me in and uh, let me stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I realized in retrospect that I went wild maverick and um like I once I realized what I had done on that episode I was like oh my god those I'm surprised they didn't kick me out for doing that <laughs> like being like hey Chuck should be permanent now <laughs> I hadn't even talked fine. about it we to knew. anybody <laughs> and I was just like we knew I just like made a huge decision Chuck you had me at hello decision i uh, i just, just still right think, I think you cup. said hello my name is chuck and we're gonna watch fast five yeah i yeah. think I'm, I'm still amazed that like how chuck acted when we first met which was it, we met like when we went to see fast five we met at like subway beforehand mm -hmm. and like i'm like that looks like that guy on twitter because mm -hmm. that's how we had been talking we just been dming back and forth i was like we're seeing fast five you should come along it'll yeah. be fun 
Yeah. And I think like Green Captain went with us and Fleabeard and a few other people yep. were there. Mm-hmm. And and but we met it and I'm like, you know, hey, I'm Mackie. You know, <laughs> and you were like, oh, hey, I'm Chuck. Yeah. You know, and you were like very quiet, I very was. reserved. Yes. Like, I, I think you didn't know how to react to us. No, I didn't. Well, again, it was during that period where everyone was telling us that the internet was trying to kill us and that's where strangers that wanted to kill you <laughs> yeah, were yeah, hanging out and yeah looking. and suddenly there were yeah. <laughs> eight fuzzy faced strangers in a subway <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah hey y'all remember when people still went to subway mm-hmm. fuck that place. Yeah. yeah but you know but then by <laughs> then by the time we were watching fast five and i was it got real quiet and i'm like this is the greatest fucking movie i've ever seen <laughs> and i hear chuck start laughing at that and i kind of like at least for me, like after the first episode, I was like, with you. Um, I was like, that worked. How did that work? <laughs> and then I went away for five yeah. weeks. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I, yeah. No, you did went we, away we once we promoted you. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, that, still bump well, it. I, and I mean, <laughs> Chuck came along at a time too where we were kind of like at a crossroads, I think. Because mm-hmm. I think all of us were kind of like, is this going to go anywhere? You and know, now we you don't know, care. Yeah, which I mean is what happens to a lot of shows where you're like, you think that you're going to be more popular than you are. Oh, definitely. When you start, you're like, man, this is going to catch on and it's going to be great. Yeah. And there's a certain point where you feel like you've plateaued. Mm-hmm. And then it when we were all kind of like, yeah, I mean, mm, you know, and I don't even think we were on the regular Friday schedule at that point either. So we were just kind of like, eh, yeah, whenever we can get there, we'll get together and do it. And then I don't know, something must have clicked at some point. And especially once you were on where it was like, oh, we were kind of like revitalized. Yeah. We also, I mean, keeping a schedule has helped, but um, I think what, what happened with the, the scheduling, was it just like, we weren't getting a good day. Like we weren't getting a consistent day. So we didn't always have a consistent amount of time for it to get edited. And then that was causing it to be. Like, we couldn't guarantee that it would come out on Fridays or Mondays or the third Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we're like, maybe we can get this all, all this shit straight. And you had a lot of stuff going on. And I had a lot of stuff going on as well. And we're like, we need to get this on, on schedule. Let's pick a day. And so we picked Tuesday or something. And then immediately, like the week had after, to reschedule it. we're like, oh, no, no, we need to go on Wednesday or something. I was like, you motherfucker. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, like the the first time that, that Chuck came in and, and did the podcast, I was like, we had had guests before, and I, I don't want to discount any of our guests, because mm-hmm. I think they've all, like, I think all of our guests have been good. Like, we've had Walt on, we've had Tobias, we've had Greencapped. We had Zark. Uh, we've had Zark, yeah. Um, and like, honestly, like that one that uh, Dracula 3000 that Harlow and I did with Zark and Tobias, I still, is like one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> Because we had so many stupid things, and that movie was just like the right amount of stupid. I wish I could have been there for that one. Oh, it was so good. But it wouldn't have been the same, honestly, had I yeah. had I been yeah. there. But um, there was just something about Chuck that clicked just the right way. And I know I've given Chuck a whole bunch of shit the entire time I've known him. Um, but I really do, and I, I think I've said this before, but I hope you take it to heart. Uh, have taken it to heart and do take it to heart this time. I really think you bring a lot to to what we do. I appreciate your efforts every week. You do a lot for us in movie picking and editing and keeping us on track sometimes. Um, but I, so I appreciate all of that work. I appreciate what you bring to the recording table every week, and I appreciate your friendship. 
Thank you. Like I said, thank you guys for Ditto. for having me. <laughs> no, I, I, I especially and, appreciate you taking over the editing duties because I can't at work. Like, yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. And we appreciate the editing you did early on. I mean, you well, used to do way I more editing than... stupid back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm less stupid. <laughs> I, was, I mean, You seriously. just have a better job. <laughs> That's why, I mean, like, I mean, I, I was too much of a perfectionist. That's why shit used to take forever to come out. Because I was like, I, oh, that's got to come out. That's got to go out. This. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I remember you telling me how long, like, it took you three was like, times I, the episode yeah, length. I was happy to... when I got it down to, like, two to one. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Let's yep. just stop blowing each yeah, other let, and get the hell out of here. Let's keep doing <laughs> it, though. <laughs> What, keep blowing each other? No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But no, like, podcast. Oh. Oh, okay. We can, yeah, go, right. we can so. go for another 10 years, right? Sure. Well, we'll try. If the world allows it. <laughs> 10 years is a long time. A lot can change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we'll do it as long as we can. Let's How do it until that? the inevitable heat death of the earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Oh, so yeah. tomorrow? <laughs> no, we got 10 years. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got another 10 good years left. And then... They say our generation is the last. <laughs> yeah. And then we're all going to have to and move to like... And then we're all going like, to get yeeted into the sun. Yeah. And then we're going to have to move to like the middle of Iowa because that will be the only dry land left. Mm. That's Hooray! Just a myth. <laughs> oh, you... Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It is a myth, isn't yeah, it? It is yeah. dry land. <sighs> anyway. So, if you want to write us... <laughs> And we do, and there are people who wrote us other stuff like recommendations and mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. We will get to those next week. We knew this week was not going to be the week to do any of that stuff. Right. Right. So if you've written us or if you've emailed us or, or called us, we'll get it on next week. Yep. But if you want to, uh, if you want to know how to do that, BMF at BMFcast.com is the email. 9105-JOCKS-BMF or 9105-56-9263 is the Garfield hotline. Um, check us out at BMFcast.com or uh, YouTube.com slash BMFcast. Uh, if you just go to the website, all the stuff is uh, located in buttons on the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Click it them is. all, do the things. Buttons. Um, here's your end of the episode reminder that shirts will be coming soon in fantastic silver and are uh, the same design as previous, but uh, they will be in silver. They'll be open to patrons first. If you want to be a patron and get in on early shirt action, patreon.com slash bmfcast. Uh, you can also get all sorts of extra super-duper content there. We do... A million hours of content, including things like Let's Slay, which is where we play some shmups. Uh, <laughs> and beat em ups. And bum ups. <laughs> yep. And uh, we also do uh, Doctor Who You, BMF Cast Extra. Uh, I don't even know. There's that's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, that's There's a... still some bonus BS pops some up every once BS, in a while. Mm-hmm. Bonus BS. The archive stuff is in there. Mm-hmm. Old No Pretense of Cool. It's the only place you can yep. get it anymore. Yeah. Um, the Futurama stuff I did way back when, mm-hmm. still there. Mm-hmm. Literally, that was like called... you sign up, you get a thousand hours of content like right away. Yeah. Right. So that was called Good News, everyone. Yep. It was. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good It title. was good while it lasted. Yeah. It'll be back one day when, you know. When I'm finally free of the shackles of my current employers. Yes, yeah. that's correct. But that's it. Uh, yep. Get get in contact with us uh, and don't forget to get hyped for shirts. Yep. And again, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. You guys make it worth it. It's fun. We'd keep doing it every week, but it's even more that you guys listen to it and enjoy it. And hopefully it makes your day a little bit better. Mm -hmm. We didn't mean any of this with any kind of pretentiousness. It really is heartwarming that you guys enjoy it so much. So.
Exactly. All right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast Out. Thank you.